No, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. We are in week number 12 of season 4, 2021. Can you believe it? We actually did it. We got to the end of the year. We actually got some more content to talk about today. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. We've also got an interview again with young Ira Felberg as well about some more stuff that he's got going on. Uh, we're going to hear about about Braden's safety rating woes and a few other broadcasting things that me and him did as well. But strap in. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Tonight, we're just brought to you by Brewster.coffee. Go check out Ash Knoll's website. If you want to find out stuff about coffee in your local area or you want to tell people about coffee in your local area, Go check out Brewster.coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R.coffee. Go check it out for sure. We'll talk about more other things like that down the track as well. But welcome, Braden Martin, to the podcast, mate. How are you? I'm good. Busy. Busy uh, wrapping up for the year, but I haven't had to hang up on the old man to to get on uh, in time to record this podcast, (laughs) so shout out to him. Uh Uh, But yeah, it's been a busy, busy week, trying to get some races done, trying to not lose my license, the... Uh, iRacing one, not my real one, but my uh, my hay license, which has gone terribly. It was looking it was looking optimistic, but it's gone all downhill. Um, and yeah, mate, you've, you've got week thirteen. You'll be right, mate. You'll be right. Yeah, and then <laughs> uploaded two videos to YouTube. So you know, busy, busy. busy probably busy two in one day, and before that, it was probably two in six months. So. <laughs> We are also joined tonight by, once again, the man himself, Alex McKellar. I've got a lot to talk to you about, about Brands Hatch, but we'll get to that soon, <laughs> mate. Not Brands Hatch, sorry, Spa. Spa, we're at Spa. Both, um, to be fair. Yeah. How, how are you, mate? What have you been up to? Oh, mate, uh, I've been, I don't know, I feel like I've been flat knackered this week uh, at work, but also on the iRacing scene, there's been a lot going on, uh, including the end of uh, a massive season and a massive year. Um, really pleased with how most things wrapped up, but uh, you, you can't win everything, right? But other than that, mate, it's been good. Yeah, we built up a finale that didn't quite happen, did we? Uh, yeah, and it wasn't it. his fault. That's the shame. That's the sad part of it. But yeah. let's get straight into it. Uh, locked on, uh, LockedOnLads.com slash Discord is the place to be. you got to get in there, check it all out. I've just set um, Hainsey up with a new eating challenge. Hopefully he picks up on that and, and goes, checks it out. It's a huge little burger. Uh, but yeah, definitely jump in the Discord, have a bit of a chat. But we want to find out what we've been racing this week. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the short end of mine. I did some stuff that Braden's going to talk about. Uh, I did some stuff that we're all going to talk about in the skips. But I actually got my MPR done for my over license, and it's above 3.0. So I'm officially ready to go up to a license in road ovals, unlike Braden, who's going to go in road <laughs> back down for. for for road of courses, but that's okay. So yeah, I did um, Miami uh, in, I think it was uh, Miami anyway, in, <laughs> I did 10 laps and that was enough. I got off, I got my time uh, in, in the Xfinity Series uh, time trials. So I think I'm leading the championship in time trials because there's no one else who's done one in, <laughs> in the whole world uh, for Xfinity Series. So I think I've got that one wrapped up, hopefully get a little trophy on my wall. We'll see how we go. Um, but McKellar, mate, I want to hear what you've been up to because you've had a busy end to the season. Yeah, mate. Uh, Aussie Car Course had the grand finale there at Spa, which was uh, oh, it was interesting and it wasn't at the same time. A lot, a lot of, <laughs> lot of, I guess, subtext going on throughout the race with the with the championship battle 
on the line, which was interesting to bear witness to and 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 play a part in to some degree. Uh, did some officials at Brands, uh, which started out great uh, and then finished less great. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sounds like my week. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I sort of built up to do the Japanese sort of community strength of field race, and uh, I should put the video up of that one uh, and talk my way through it. Uh, and you know, it, it goes to show that not everything goes to plan and not everything goes well, but, uh, I used to do, do some, a lot of martial arts, the thing I mentioned ages ago, and I used to have a saying in that there's winning and there's learning. And, um, uh, I did some learning this week, just quietly, uh, out of that, which was good. Um, but then we had the, uh, the Sunday Night Lights grand final, um, and yeah, I, I just I built that up in my head. It's been our biggest season and all the rest of it. And then the bubble, she burst in the lap too. But uh, it, look, it was still an exciting race and still one to watch. So it was fantastic. But the racing itself for me, Brands Hatch, like I said, um, started off great. Uh, it was interesting because, Braden, you, you mentioned before we, we, we started, uh, our, our karting mate was back this week at our usual time slot on a Saturday. <laughs> and and uh, I was going to put this race up uh, as well to describe what happened, right? But then uh, it was, again, it was all over really quickly uh, for him anyway. And so it w- wouldn't have made much chop after that because I, I just drove off and, and, you know, one of my miles, it was a low strength of field. So, but it really sort of, again, showed, a, illustrated a really good point. Uh, I was on pole. He was on second, uh, uh, second, so on the front row of the grid. I think I got qualified him by about um, five tenths, half a second or something. Everyone else was, oh, and I'm not exaggerating. The the second row back was a second or more behind, so it was low strength of field. There was really only going to be the two of us in us in it most likely. He sits on my bumper. When I say sits on my bumper, right on my bumper uh, for the first lap, um, and I just just said so literally pulled over, let him pass on the front straight and uh, one corner he lasted, spun <laughs> out, spun out and then I just drove off, right? <laughs> so um, I thought there was a real lesson to be learned there. And the funny thing was too, that it got better than that, right? Um, he's come on the radio uh, and said something about, oh, you know, made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. And then he's given the full public service announcement and it goes something like this. Just so everyone knows, I'll be coming through the field. Just just keep an eye out for me, <laughs> you know, as I'm coming through the field. Uh, I think he lasted about another lap um, before. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he complained about someone doing something and then hit the old Alt F4 button. He was gone sort of thing after crashing. I, look, I've got to tell you, I mean, I found some humour in the, in the poor bloke's misery, but um, it was funny to me anyway. But then... You know, karma comes back to bite you sometimes. <laughs> second, second race for me, um, I made a colossal mistake. There was, it was the race before the Japanese um, community race, so it was um, sort of late on a Saturday night, and I couldn't believe it. There was this massive pack of uh, really incredibly racy European guys. You know, we talk about different styles in racing. We talk about the Japanese folk who tend to be sometimes too polite for their own good. You contrast that with some of the the uh, Western European drivers have this in, innately aggressive and and racy style, and they don't see it that way. That's just how they race. It's and it's interesting. Sorry to butt in. I know you always talk about the the nonverbal conversation that's happening throughout the race. I always imagine like you see your Nagais and your your Matos and those. It's almost like they're whispering through the race. But when you race some of these 
uh, Europeans. It's like they are full shouting the whole length yeah. of the track, the whole race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I mean, I, I'm pitching that picturing, and I don't. I didn't look at the nationalities of everyone, but for some reason, I'm pitching them all, picturing them all with a Dutch accent. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but anyway. So. Um, so anyway, so uh, I was sitting, just sitting quietly, minding my own business on the on the back of a pack of about six cars, and um, mistakes going on here and there, and and I just for some out of character reason, I just decided when they made one of many mistakes through turn one, I just go up the inside, not to attack, but just to sort of stay out of trouble of people coming back on as they can do a bit messily out of out of the back of turn one at Brands Hatch. And then, you know, I just missed my brake marker and it was like to the point of being embarrassing uh, straight up into a couple of guys at front um, and I was just straight on the radio as it's happening and as, as my brakes are locked up just saying, sorry, 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 this is going to be bad. And like it was, you know, to the like I said, to the point of being embarrassing. Um, these things happen, right? Um, and then I just plotted around and, and made sure I didn't hurt anyone else in the race. Um, and then the third one, as I said, chucked it up on YouTube on the top split, talked my way through it, um, was looking forward to racing with some of the best uh, going around uh, from the Japanese community who are just some of the best in the world going around at the moment. Um, didn't quite go to plan, uh, but learned a lot from from the experience as well. So go check that one out if you want to see what fine ha- what happened. Uh, but other than that, mate, like I said, uh, SNL this week. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know we'll talk about it later on. I might do a bit of a wrap on the season as well because it was our biggest and our best. So uh, it was pretty cool. Yep, definitely. Young Braden Martin. I know we, we cross over a little bit, but what have you been up to? Yeah, so quite a bit actually um, this week, which has been good. Uh, managed to make Aussie car this week. So it's nice to get back on the horse. And it was obviously an enduro at Spa. Um didn't probably get as much time as I wanted to do laps there um, in practice. Just been a really busy week, but um, it was nice to be back. And then, yeah, Brands Hatch officials, which was, I mean, started off incredibly. So um, I've basically been trying to drag my way back to getting above 2.0 SR for uh, a good month now, basically. And it just, I haven't been able to string together any kind of 0x races for a long time. And, you know, Doing SNL quite a bit is, uh, you know, largely partly to that because I'm really racing when I'm in those races. I'm not really caring about, hey, if I have to take an off track to make sure I keep my position or, you know, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, whereas, you know, in other races, I might think a little bit more about, oh, you know, I'll break a little bit earlier. Or I'll, I'll make sure I get out of the throttle to make sure I don't go off or things like that. Um, so, you know, trying to have a originally trying to have a pretty good tilt at the SNL season this season um, sort of made me a little bit loose with maybe some of my my uh, SR um, numbers. So, yeah, it's just been gradually dropping down and I thought, you know, I'll jump into a race and um, try and get a couple, couple done on Saturday morning. Um, and, you know, they went really well. It was low strength of field, like Alex said, qualified on pole. Um, and both races pretty much went as... Um, uh, both the same so sort of second was able to stick with me um basically holding that draft sort of that three four five tenths for the first three or four laps until they eventually pushed a little bit hard too hard trying to stay in the draft and made a little error and as soon as they fell out of the draft it was enough for me to just drive away pretty comfortably so 
Um, that was really good. Did two races, got two wins, led all 15 laps and got zero Xs. And I was like, well, how good's this? I'm going to have um, my uh, 2.0 in no time. By the end of the week. Yeah, 3.0. exactly. I was, uh, I was loving life. I did a time trial and got zero X in a time trial as well and put in a half decent time. I think at one stage, me and Alex were only uh, six thousandths off of each other. So that was pretty cool. And, and I definitely felt like I had a little bit more time um, in those laps as well, especially after doing a couple of races this afternoon. Um, that definitely was the case. And yeah, so things were going well. And then uh, Sunday morning, I, I woke up and thought, you know what, I'll jump on, you know, I've got nothing else to do in the morning this early, got to go to the shops, but you know, they're not open yet. So stuff, like, I'll do a quick race and jumped in, kind of hoping for another low strength of field, but not realizing <laughs> that it was going to be a relatively big strength of field. Uh, it was about 3,400 and I was car nine. So I'd gone from being car one and placing it on pole pretty easily to being car nine and, you know, qualifying ninth. So all of a sudden I was starting to get a bit nervous because that was where I, uh, SR and IR could go uh, very quickly if I made the wrong moves. But I, I had a pretty fun race, to be honest. It was um, really challenging, a lot of different uh, ebbs and flows in the race and, and a lot of decision-making that I hadn't had to do in the previous two races. And I thought I'd channel my in a podcast host and um, copy Alex's idea of doing a bit of a post-race commentary on it, which was really enjoyable to do. Once I'd asked Alex about 8,700 questions about how we use <laughs> um, the live timing and the um, SDK. Uh, stuff. Yeah, I so, definitely saw 47 <laughs> messages at some unread messages. At some <laughs> no, it was, it was much more than that. So you're lucky you only saw 4,700 probably close to 470, I think by the end. Yeah, of no, it, so. I had to clear it a fair few times there. Bathurst <laughs> day, I think as well. So that sort of helped. It was, yeah. So um, that ended up having a really good race. If you want to check that out, um, check it out on uh, on YouTube. And um, managed to do pretty well. Came sixth, which I was happy with. Got a nice little I rating bump. And, um, you know, I think things were looking pretty good. Unfortunately, got a few off tracks um, because of the style of the race was very different. I was having to push a little bit more. Um, and so lost a little bit of SR again, but it was only like 0.01. And I was like, okay, I'll... I'm not going to do SNL because I know that that's a recipe for me to lose SR if I'm pushing too hard. So decided to do the broadcast with you of the second split, Wilco, which was good fun. It was definitely a bit of a challenge and lots of things to learn if we ever decide to do something similar again. But for a first effort, I thought it didn't go too bad. Yeah, apparently you've got to know when the last lap is. Um... That does help. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, you don't. Oh, trust me, <laughs> I, I've missed the white flag and the finish that many times. <laughs> you don't I was, have to I, was, I, I thought something had happened to the front runners because they started disconnecting through the server. I'm like, oh, no, what's happened here? And, oh, <laughs> oh, no, okay, the race finished about two minutes and ago. <laughs> it was funny as well because I was going to tell you, like, this is the last lap, but you talked for the whole lap. So there was, not one point where I could, there was not one point where I could interrupt you and say, like, hey, was, like, we're on to the final lap here. <laughs> I was trying to be a spare and build up to a crescendo of a big finish and then all of a sudden it was already finished so I missed it all together <laughs> so yeah that was good fun and um it was really nice to see nathan have a pretty good result and was up, up to his eyeballs in the battle for most of the race um which was really good and he actually qualified on the front row which i was pretty impressed with so well done nathan yeah uh, I, was, I was i enjoyed actually describing what he was doing for most of the race and then actually getting an interview with him afterwards we did a proper interview with him and he actually um vilified most of my um decisions i'm like he's like i'm going for this i was going for this quarter i'm like that's, that's exactly what i thought and then he goes that's um it. that's a that's a really good feeling when you yeah. get inside the mind of the driver and sort of say um what you think he's doing and then down the track you find out that's what 
what he was actually doing. You just feel really good about the job you've done. Can I tell you who does it? And I think I've said it before. David Haynes David does Haynes, an absolutely yeah. amazing job. I've watched some of those SimSpeed uh, broadcasts of Aussie Car back, and it's like he's reading my mind. That's exactly what I was doing when he says it. And, he, look, he, he does a really good job of it. And But speaking from personal experience, it's a really nice feeling when it happens to him. Yeah, yeah for definitely. Sure. It was it was a good fit. it was a good experience, and I I definitely am keen to do it again. It was it was good fun. And, uh, we just had audio issues, I think Alex said afterwards. Yeah. But um, comes from practice and, and and not having to control. I, I enjoyed not having to control the camera. <laughs> I could actually just focus. I'm glad on you did. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure over here. <laughs> oh yeah, it was good. But yeah, running running SDK and 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 having the live timing up was was a, a far different experience as well. I like seeing that kind of stuff as well. So. Yeah, so yeah. after after SNL, um, I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna have to do a couple of races on Monday evening to try and, you know, get that SR back. This my my last chance. It's my last opportunity. So I jumped in, uh, did did a race. I think it might have been like a five forty five race or uh, or something. And um, qualified second, maybe. Yeah, I think I qualified second behind uh, Brett uh, McBurney. And was uh, quickly overtaken by our karting friend, <laughs> who we've just <laughs> talked about talked about earlier. Um, and and actually, I might have even qualified third. Maybe I was behind him, but um, him and Brett were having a, a grand old time uh, battling every single quarter. What it felt like, and like I said, my goal was to try and get a zero X. So I was just trying to sit behind, and I was hoping that we would be able to break the guys behind. I know Brett's super fast, and and our, our karting buddy's also quite quite quick as well um sometimes to a fault but nevertheless uh so the goal was just stay behind them don't put on too much pressure and, and hopefully drive away from the guys behind uh fortunately made a little bit of a mistake try sort of more distracted by their movements a little bit and you know dipped a wheel off or, or something along those lines and just fell out of the draft and all of a sudden as soon as i fell out of the draft they're all playing best friends and you know sitting behind each other and not making any moves and i just didn't have the pace to, to catch up and started to get attacked a little bit from behind and um, yeah, got a few off tracks. I think I ended up with a fourth place or something, lost about 10 I rating or something like that. It wasn't, wasn't much. And then I thought, okay, I'll do one more. Um, and yeah, qualified second behind Brett uh, and into turn two, just got yeah rear-ended and um, spun to the back of the field. And all of a sudden I look up at my timing screen and it's like, you're minus 117 I rating and I'm like oh no this is not good um, but actually had a really good drive and and really put my head down and managed to get all the way back up to uh the back of fourth I was about uh, about in the draft of fourth and I was up on my best lap by about half a second and um which would have been like a low I think it was like a 137 nine or six or something it was going to be and i was like man i've got some really good pace here um i might have been 38 i don't know whatever number is low um and <laughs> yeah just pushed too hard and spun again trying to catch up and i was like oh i was so close like i was a in the draft of fourth and second and third were only you know two seconds up the road from them and i've been gaining on them because they've been fighting there's about two uh about four or five laps to go and i was like i'm in for a chance to still get second here after being spun, you know, it turned two and going all the way to the back of the pack. Um, but yeah, that spun cost me. Managed to get back to fourth, lost one I rating. But the worst part was I ended up with 10, 10x. So I got 
the 4x from being hit from behind and then i got another 1x very early in that lap um probably just cutting a corner being a little bit too frustrated coming through some of the traffic a guy really checked up through one of those right handers those fast right handers and i managed to basically stop but i got enough to get a 0x uh, with him and then he pulled off to the side to let me through but he pulled off onto the grass and it counted as a me giving him an off track. So I got a 1x for that as well. And then my half spin gave me another 2x. And it was just like, oh gosh. And then I, the SR's all gone. So that, that's been a disaster. So it's uh, a license is, uh, is looking down the drain. But, you know, life goes on. I'm sure I'll get it back one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, something I want to talk to you about quickly because you've got on there the radicals at Bathurst. And, it, and it's, it's, it's got the potential to grow into our own racing series eventually because I think the, key, the guys are pretty keen to do one on a Friday night, uh, which which then mixes in with our broadcasting at, at some stage because I can't drive radical on a, around Bathurst. <laughs> so uh, I had some issues where I couldn't turn up on Friday night. I know um, Alex tried to turn up on Friday night, but yeah. Braden, how did it all go in the end? It was super fun. Like those cars are really, really fun to drive. And, you know, with Bathurst weekend and all of that, like it was good. And I, I felt quick, you know, I did a 159, a low 159 and seeing all the V8 supercar drivers only doing these poxy 203s in qualifying and stuff, you know, I felt real <laughs> good about myself. So no, they're super fun to drive. Unfortunately, um, I probably should have won both races, to be honest. Like I was a fair bit quicker than the other guys in the end. Um, like sort of a second or two um, here and there. But I, first first race, I spun on like the first corner. No, I might have just not put it into gear, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I forgot to take off the line and everyone passed me and then I spun and then I, I chased down Leon and who was pretty quick in the, the Radical. Yeah, Leon is quick. Was, yeah, he was really good. Um, I chased down Leon and I can't remember. It might have been Jamie Willits and... I've been catching him lap after lap after lap. And just as I got up onto the back of him, um, I, I uh, either, I think it was Ira. He was in there as well. He spun and just shot straight into me and ended up uh, <laughs> starting at the front for the next race because it was a reverse grid race. And I didn't like, cause I had that fun catching up. I thought oh, I'll let everyone go by and then I'll, I'll try and catch up again. And then me and Tim, Oh, no, that was the first race. Me and Tim had a synchronized spin uh, in turn two. But, yeah, I managed to drive through the field, and I was doing all right, and I was probably uh, online for a win and then self-spun into the last corner and <laughs> ruined it. But, yeah, it was awesome fun. I, I actually streamed it for the first time in a while, had a stream, didn't realize my chat wasn't working for about the first hour and a half, so people were talking to themselves <laughs> and I wasn't talking back to them, so that was great. But, yeah, if you if you ever have some time to jump into the Radical, it's, it's so much fun to drive. And once the tires heat up, there's so much grip and it's so quick and it feels like you're driving an open-wheeler, which is what I really liked about it. Yeah, definitely. So, Alex, you couldn't get the steering wheel working? That was a problem? Yeah, I, yeah, I got in there and I have a thing where I've got each car... Uh, set up differently uh, uh, in terms of okay. I have to do it. And uh, basically because I've got the the old series uh, Husingfeld pedals, you've got to manually calibrate them in the funky ways and all the rest of it. But what I found was actually the wheel. Um, I have to go through this process each time I set up a new car that I haven't raced before with this this gear. Uh, and for some reason the the wheel just felt like I don't know. Like I, I just couldn't. Basically, I couldn't turn the car. Like the wheel was that heavy. Yeah. Um, so for some reason, it was on full torque all the time, and I couldn't figure it out in time. And it set it up with sort of thirty minutes 
uh, practice, uh, and I need about double that to get quick in anything. If <laughs> anyway, and then I only had two minutes at the end, so I thought, look, I'll 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 take myself out of the equation, and and uh, if it happens again, as in that sort of race happens again, I'll just make sure I'm more prepared. Yeah, we'll we'll probably look at it a bit more um, down the track. Um, it was look. it was fun having the regenerative damage on. Like, I really think that's really cool what iRacing's done with that because for little things like that and a little bit of fun and no one's, you know, fighting for sheep stations, you put it in the wall by accident, you can just drive off and, and keep going and your car gets back to, to what it was at, at first. And, like, that first race, me and Tim... Uh, unfortunately for him he got flipped over the wall so he ended up in the pits but my car ended up being fine and you know if if um if it hadn't had that regen uh damage on you know i wouldn't have been able to drive all the way back up and and catch up to everyone and, and still have a good time so i think it's really cool for that yeah that sounds good i think yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go forward with that a bit more just i i end of the week i was gone i couldn't get on but i had fun sitting on my phone apparently i can move people in voice channels um i didn't know i could do that before so i'm sitting there on my phone going oh jamie will see it we'll just chuck him in there and hope for the best um so now i can do that look out if you're in voice and i've got my phone open i'll just chat throwing people all over the place it, see how we go it was funny i was um talking to him through the iRacing chat and then all of a sudden he replied to me in discord and i was like well wait you're in here what's going on <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what was going on there. But anyway, let's talk about the big big story of the week. Let's let's get into it. Aussie car happened final round of the season. We went to Spa for the Enduro. Everything on the line except for you two. You guys were just having a muck around. <laughs> um, I I failed, um, but yet you look at the results and I didn't go too bad. Uh, it was one of those one of those nights again where I I don't feel like I put a step wrong outside the first two laps. Uh, the first two laps I sort of was a bit. I went back into my shell under cold tyres, but um, didn't have the best quality either. So I thought I nailed quality, and I was about sitting about 12th or 13th with about 15 to go. And then I never didn't use draft off anyone the whole way through, and that was probably my downfall. And, um, you know, just end up getting shuffled right back to about 17th or 18th, I think it was, for the, for the start. And First track this season, draft has made a massive yeah. difference. Like... Yeah. Like I came out uh, and AJ and I hooked up straight away. He'd already done, I don't know, stint on the tyres. Third lap uh, behind him as my tyres are coming up. I was on pole by a mile. Um, yeah. I mean, it changed his tyres and that, and we worked to get him on pole, but um, yeah, it made such a difference. Yeah, and I should have paid more attention. I, I, I knew it. I just I just haven't been all season in Dover quality, and I think that's where my I've had a terrible year for quality a terrible season for quality i think i just started getting it right towards the end of the the previous season and here i am the one calling for open quality and it backfired in my face where i i just wasn't using draft i just like to sit out there and just get a clear peter track and just race and that's what you know that's what, what closed quality sort of basically is but um but without the pressure of it because i've got an hour to just lap around by myself and you know it's, it's really hurt my quality this season which then in turns hurts the Hurts the the race results and and purely like the, the Thursday night was the best example of it. I I, I got shuffled back because you, I, I get in front of everyone, but by the time you get to Camel Straight, like you're already two cars back, <laughs> and then you're behind those cars for the rest of the thing. And if they make a mistake, you don't get past. Then you lose two seconds on the cars in front, and then you lose another two seconds on the cars in front, and then you finally get a straight. You get past them, and then they pass you in the next braking zone anyway, and you just can't get get rid of them and just sort of for three, two or three laps, it was just that, and I got, I got really, 
like I started with Ira and and I was with them and then all of a sudden, you know, someone's got in front of me and then we sort of battled and I think it was end up being Leon and John Snell and, and someone else, I think Dobson might have been in there as well. And we just sort of kept on fighting and, and I got past Leon, he let me pass and then I sort of shook him really quickly. Uh, we had Mark Jeffrey come through the field and join me and me and him sort of lapped really well. But by that stage, I'm like seven or eight seconds down on Ira in front and, you know, the, the guys, you guys up front are pitting and then coming out five seconds behind me and it's just like, well, <laughs> there's nothing I can do here. I'm, I'm stuck in no man's land yet again. I've just got to not make a mistake and didn't make a mistake, which is the last three, four weeks I've, I've, I've driven, oh, it's probably the last three weeks, I think, I've driven or two, three races anyway that I've done. So SNL, Brands Hatch and here and I, I've just driven without making a mistake and it was to the point where I was chasing down Mark Jeffrey at the end because that's all I could do. He had about a second and a half on me and I think he's run out of fuel. I think he had the fuel sh- fuel save with about two laps to go because it was all there was all of a sudden a bit where he's on the, the straight and I caught him really quickly and then I had him behind and I was towing him and he was in draft and I'm like, here we go, I'm going to have to put it into the final corner and, and, and you know, go hard on the inside and, and block him. But he just never caught up to me. So I assume the only thing I can assume is he didn't definitely didn't have damage was he just had the fuel save and, and didn't quite get there. So yeah, end up 16th. I think it was with a few little incidents on the last lap and someone going into a side wall that, you know, with down the main straight as well. So um, that was the other problem was there wasn't as many incidents on the night, I think, which um, in an enduro, you sort of to, to jump up those spots, you, you, you keep your car straight and, on the straight and narrow and and that's enough and you can get a few positions like that but it was just everyone played nice for, for the first time in a long time so well was... I, don't, I don't know the spa just felt really big for some yeah, reason in, in the skips yeah. and whether it's the the track limits changing or whatever it is it just felt like the track was so big and and there was only small pockets of cars together at any one time you know yeah and, and even when there were mistakes i watched the broadcast back i haven't watched many broadcasts this season but i watched this one back and there was plenty of people making mistakes but there was no major mistakes like i think brody's was a big one um jeremy bush made a mistake towards the end but other than and liam banks spun around but other than that everyone who went off sort of didn't lose any speed and and sort of maintain their position when they came back on. So it's just well, there was, a there was frustrating. There was one big error, but it didn't really uh, cost too many people <laughs> spots because it was right at the end of the race. So yeah, but there was also uh, Sean Doyle and Ben Snell as well. I, I forgot about that one, but that was, oh, that was yeah. the main point. But yeah, yeah that was uh, so one. What, an interesting one. What happened, McKellar? Last, last corner. What, what? Talk us through it. I haven't talked to you since the race. What happened? Yeah. Oh, look, it was interesting. You know, we came out. For the last stint, um, and uh, Braden and I were a bit off the back. Um, and I, I, the whole night, uh, including in quality again, we worked hard to put uh, AJ and Pole to get the point. And I, I just had the points in my head uh, throughout, not for myself, but for, for AJ in particular. Um, and it was the five of us it was James, um, AJ, Braden, myself, and Russell. Um, and Russell was the wild card in the pack. Uh, I know, I know we talk about green cars and all the rest of it, but, um, hundred percent Russell's going to win that race if he can. Yeah. Uh, he's not gonna, he's not concerned about AJ's championship or anything, <laughs> honestly. So I, I, I refer you back and this is, you know, long winded way to get to the point, but go back to the, the Silverstone race, the Enduro, uh, this season, 
Um, so AJ had the pace there and, you know, fairly bluntly towed Russell around all night and then Russell had a real crack at him in the last sector, like a real good red hot go at him and it almost cost them both and James nearly went through for the win. That could have been a season-defining moment there. But yeah. I, I can assure you, he, he may have a slightly different shade of green, but um, both, he, <laughs> both he and Ben, they'll race and they'll race hard, right? Yeah. Um, so he was the wild card in that pack for me. Um, I was just thinking AJ can finish second uh, or even third uh, with the bonus point for um, for pole. Uh, and it looked like um, James had picked up a 1X, so he was out of those points. Uh, and that was okay. But with five of us there, um, it, it was, you know, a bit. So we came out of the pits and I thought, you know, I'm out of it. There was a bit of a gap there. Um, I wasn't going to push too hard to catch. If Braden could catch him, good luck to him. But I wasn't going to sort of work hard to get further up. I was really impressed, Braden. You caught him <laughs> just quietly <laughs> as well. So um, that was that was a good effort. I was really impressed with the pace to get it. I mean, I know there was a bit of toing and frying up and ahead, but I wasn't drafting and, and making our laps fast. You did that on your own, so it was really good. So we come down to the final corner and I'm thinking, oh, all the wild cards are in play now with Russell making it three wide. And that says everything, right? He was trying to win that. He, was, he wasn't worried about AJ or James's championship. He was going to win that. Um, and then, uh, you know, the cars go which way they go through the final chicane. It's always going to be pretty hectic. And on exit, uh, I've done an over-under, come up the inside of the final corner. Um, and, you know, if you go back and have a look, I've left probably two car widths uh, from the normal racing line. And I say that very distinctly because um, could I have left more room on the outside and straightened up earlier? Yes. Could Russell have left more room on the inside? Absolutely. But in my head, I'm going for the over-under. Russell's really focused on passing the car in front of him, which from memory was you, Braden, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he's trying to come back underneath as well. And we've just we've just come together. So it was nothing more than a racing incident. And, you know, out of context, you'd say Russell came across. Uh, well, I would, given I was in the other car and it <laughs> killed, killed me. But um, if I look at the positions of the cars on the track, there's a car width and a half outside him uh, and he's turning left, right, or he's moving left to go up the inside of you. Um, but in the context of the, the race, it's absolutely a racing incident in my mind. Um, yeah. oh, so um, I'm all good with that. Uh, Are we talking about pit entry? Well, that was another one, right? But just before we move off that one, I was I was really dirty on it until uh, it didn't cost me the the third place overall in the season. Then I was okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. I, Russell was. I think Russell. Yeah, Russell was in chat. Going, did Alex get? Did, I didn't cost Alex third, did I? And we're like, no, no, it's all good. He's third. And we actually we we played around with the points, like just in case Sean got a penalty for for taking out Snell and we'll, we actually got Russell up into fourth at one stage, even with the, with all the, the hassle, but it ended mm. up all the racing incidents, which were fine. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. I think if, if Ben Snell had have had a, a better season, we might not have been happy with that, but you know, it's, it, they bit of an echo, a bit of tripping over each other kind of thing. That's yeah, it. that was a, that was a tough one. I, I'd probably, that's probably one I'd, I'd look at a little differently, but again, yeah. I, I, 
Uh, I'm so end of a long season. I, I think you put yeah. it in that kind of context, and and no no real results, and you're not going to race it together again for another six or eight weeks. I think I was a bit of yeah. like, yeah, cool. Let's just move well, on from that. The, uh, honestly, the risk the risk you run there is that you know the people involved don't necessarily you know they they take no. it the wrong way, right? So maybe there's a conversation that's happened in the background. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Should you adjudicate something different in race at the last race to no, the first race? Shouldn't. So there's a question no, for you as well. 100%. So, Consistency is yeah. a key, but like I said, yeah. Yeah. Pit entry, interesting one. <laughs> How did you guys see it? Well, I saw it very well because I was my nose was in the back of your car. So. <laughs> um well, it was an interesting one because I, I kind of knew that coming up to the, that last lap before we were all going to pit that, you guys were probably going to put a move on to try and get in first because we saw what happened last time we were here um, mm-hmm. with Nathan. Was it Nathan, I think? Or was it Chasty again last time? I can't even remember. No, but... I think Nathan was involved because Nathan yeah. said he had flashbacks of what happened. So yes, I so I think Nathan wanted to pit and was on the, I guess, the outside, but it's the inside for the Inside next... of last if, turn, yeah, which inside is... Inside if you're actually going through the chicane, but outside to get into the pits and... Sort of got held there and and couldn't get across and ended up. Was trying that to go Sean in. as well? Or I think as... yeah, it could have been Sean. I can't remember. I'd be name dropping without actually having any research, so I won't do that. But um, Boo. yeah, I just I think we all kind of wanted to go into the pits. Um, you guys managed to push past in that last section, and you know I wasn't too fast about going in first, third, fifth, whatever. So, you know, my season was over. I was going to let the people that were actually fighting for something <laughs> have that fun. And, and I sort of tried to trickle in and I wasn't pushing or anything and I still got checked up big time um, as the boys went in. And, and well, I, don't know, I think it was, it was all well that ends well, but if it hadn't have ended so well, maybe it wouldn't have been, <laughs> wouldn't have been yeah. so many smiles because it was um, pretty hectic. Had the uh, the real potential to get messy, didn't it, really? <laughs> um, so, look, strategy for AJ and I on the comms before, we were surprised you guys didn't go in, actually. Yeah. Uh, we thought you'd be tighter on fuel. We'd been fuel saving that whole time. Once, yeah. so Russell and I got away at the start, right? And um, he and I were talking. So at that point in the race, and I did the same thing with you at mid-high, if you remember, if I'm away at the front, I don't care who I'm with, I'm going to try and work you know, to yeah. be the fastest we can be, right? So I was doing that with Russell. Problem was um, I stayed in front for parts of the – but unfortunately uh, Russell got in front, made a mistake, and that brought you guys back into it. So at that point I, I just clip onto the back and AJ and I start saving fuel um, and we knew that we could go the extra lap doing that. Surprised that you guys were able to as well. So I well think if done. Russell wasn't so aggressive, I don't think – that Braden would have made yeah. it another lap. It was yeah. just that he pushed his way in front, three wide down the straight, and like, okay, well, you take it, Russell. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was pretty much what it was. Yeah, I, I think, I, and I, you know, if I go all the way back to qualifying, I think, I, you know, I qualified P6, but I basically jumped into the Discord and said, all right, I'm here to tow Chasty around. Like, that was the only yeah. goal I had for the whole night. So I, um, if I, if I couldn't go another lap and it meant Chasty got around, then that was fine. But to Chasty's credit, from pretty much the whole time, he didn't want me to do anything to compromise my own race. And mm. he, he honestly, whether whether deep down he 
really wanted the championship more than he was alluding. He he was he was everybody really like, wants the yeah. championship, mate. Everybody but, wants it. But from from the very very start, he he was very much like, ah, oh, you know, if it happens, you, it happens. But you know, let's just go out and race. You can tell he wanted it. He wanted to be in front of <laughs> Alex John going into pit lane for that last one. So well, <laughs> yeah. there's that too, right? Yeah. So. So as soon as you guys went around for that next lap, AJ was like, all right, let's go. We've got to be on the front of this pack because we don't want to be caught up in the compression. That'll happen, right? And then we see what happens. Right? So the really interesting thing there was that, uh, yeah, same James, say James didn't want it. He wanted that pit. He wanted to be first <laughs> yeah. in the pits, didn't yeah, he? So they were side by side. I was really surprised. You do that at uh, Brands Hatch the week before and you get an unsafe pit. As soon as you cross any yeah. of those lines at Brands, yeah. you, you're done. I was really surprised he didn't get an unsafe pit entry because he was across the green. Yeah, uh, that's what it, I, I saw it in the broadcast. I'm like, wow, he's lucky to get away with that. And then mm. I saw the actual coming together and I'm like, wow, they're both lucky to get they away with that. And it would really I think the only way I read it is James would have got a penalty for that. Um, he was behind and... Um, should have been giving way, but the, the problem he had was I think uh, you were behind, and I don't know whether there was a huge amount of room to jump in, but he definitely could have made room to jump in. So yeah, well, I mean, we saw what happened. I checked up to make allowances for them, and then yeah, and um, then Braden checked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Braden hit me from. I actually thought I'd hit AJ. Uh, it wasn't until I looked at the replay that uh, I saw you hit me, and <laughs> thankfully, I don't. I think it was a zero, yeah. and we didn't get any damage anyway, so it made no difference. But it was certainly a moment to, yeah. to reflect on, wasn't it? And I, I think what did help earlier in that that stint as well was, um, like James and I sort of did rotate at the front. They didn't leave. He didn't leave me to do all of the work in the end, um, which probably saved that little bit enough. I was right on the limit. Like I was, I was not. I was not that comfortable going around but you know for the sake of the race if i run out of fuel well so be it whatever um but it was interesting russ like you said russell being that wild card it was really good for him being up there because i knew well i was hoping that you know if push come to shove and chastity was able to to beat russell it didn't matter which order russell and i finished as long as i stayed in front of aj and made him come forth so it was looking really good for that first half of the race that, you know, at least it would be a really interesting finish. But, um, yeah, that slower pit stop at the end sort of cost that. And, yeah. Um, well, it didn't cost it was, that well, much. No, not that much. But yeah. No, but he could have been I, in a bit more of a position yeah, coming true. into the last lap. Yeah, true. So, true. But yeah. But, yeah, that was good fun. Like, um, I think at the start of that last stint, uh, you might have overtaken me on, on Camel and I sort of followed behind you. Um, and there was one corner where you kind of sort of was like, yeah, I'm not going to let Braden through necessarily. Well, that's what it looked like. And then afterwards, the next time you're like, hey, you can go through and see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, and I was, was like, whoa, this is going to be hard work to try and trace these guys down. And I was pedaling as fast as I, as fast <laughs> as I could. And when, when they started battling and I started to get that sniff of the draft coming into the last sector and through Blushamon, I was like, Anything could still happen here, and then I yeah, it was I fully sure sent it up the uh, inside <laughs> slash outside to try and get underneath Russell so he couldn't turn back in, and and then that's where he tried to obviously do the un- over under on me, but over under into you. <laughs> so yeah, it was um it was really funny, like not funny. Well, it was for me watching in the rear vision mirrors. I've made this move, and then you two have just come straight into <laughs> into each other, and like the seas have parted, and I've driven off. It was like wow, where did that come from? Yeah, mate, I was 50-50, dirty as all get out that you'd caught him and <laughs> equally impressed that you'd caught him at the same time. So, Because um, it was, no, it was it was good. And, and look, it made it really, really interesting. I, you know, irrespective of broadcasts or anything else, 
I mean, how close is the season when it comes down to the final chicane on the final yeah. corner of the of the final race? So, uh, four marks yeah, for the guys the involved. Best result for an Aussie car we've had. We're eleven seasons in now, and and definitely the best best closest finish we've had. Usually, it's well and truly done by then. So, the one the one thing I was pretty dirty on looking back at the points for this season is you know I missed two <laughs> rounds, which is two hundred points up for grabs, and I was only one hundred and forty odd or one hundred and fifty points off you in third. So I think if I had made those two rounds, I mean, having said that, anything could have gone wrong wrong in those two rounds. But potentially. But, you know, it wouldn't have been hard to score 150 points from those. And I those think you guys rounds, would have so. got the team. You, it would have yeah. been a very would have the would team championship would have come down that last corner too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Would have been a different story, mate. It would have been playing exactly. for ship stations at <laughs> yeah, that point. That's right? exactly right. So it would have been, um, yeah, it would have been nice to be up there and, and have it mean a little bit more. But it was nice to be back on the podium because, um, yeah, I feel like considering how much I feel like I've improved in the last three seasons. I haven't had many interviews. so. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Hainsy as well this time. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> how good is that? Anyway, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about Aussie Car very soon. We'll wrap it up. We've got a heap of news to talk about, including when Ira Felberg's announcement with the TCRs. But let's get straight into that. As I said before, Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R, go.coffee, go rate your local coffee store so other people can find out what is going on and where to get some really good brews, especially since us Queenslanders can start travelling soon. Very, very important that you know where to stop for coffee when you're travelling all across the countryside, meeting all your relatives for the first time in a long time. Uh, let's get into these results. So uh, the news, sorry, let's... Let's let's go straight into talking Ira Felberg. So Ira's got a new race series coming up, a return of an old one, but here he is to talk about everything. So take it away, Ira. And welcome back yet again, another week, another interview with Ira. How are you going, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a bad smell. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> can't get rid of you at all, but you're a mover and you're a shaker at the moment, so... We, we saw the little tease during the week, and it was, uh, you th- don't call it a comeback. The TCR re- will return, will return soon, and hot in the heels of that, we've got iRacing dropping two new TCR cars, two new brand new ones coming out this week, actually. It should be, hopefully, by the time you hear this, we might even be driving the new Hyundai and the new uh, Honda, Civic. Honda. Honda, yes, Honda Civic, Elantra and Civic, so... Uh, very, very excited to see this, and obviously that tied into some inside knowledge that you had, but it, it's even more than that. So explain to us what's happening with TCR and Aussie Car. Yeah, so basically um, I always thought TCR was, you know, it was something that was good, but interest dropped off and kind of always said to Jay, like, you know, when they bring out new, we'll rest them up until they bring out new cars, and we didn't know how long that would be because obviously there's nothing like new car hype. Um, you know, we've all seen it. And look, I'll be honest straight up, I don't know how long it's going to last. We'll see. But um, I think definitely having some more cars in there will make a difference, especially if they just continue to add to that, like over time, um, because multi-class racing is popular. So, yeah, but basically to recount what happened was we kind of got wind of it sort of earlier in the week. Um, and, yeah, I got a little leak basically to say they are definitely coming. So I literally had about 24, 48 hours notice um, ahead of everybody else. So I had to kind of do a mad scramble and like work something out quickly because I know obviously as soon as they come out, other people are going to do it too. So you want to be out there first. Plus, you know, with the Aussie car, we've got a little bit of history there. We've done six seasons already. And, you know, when you've got people like Thomas Hins, Cooper Webster, 
Jackson, Susan Harlow, Ryan Jerrick and those Kobe Williams on the on your winners list, Reese Howe as well. You know, you've got a bit of history there. So I quickly talked to Jay and he was like, um, we got a little problem. And I was like, what's that? And he said, I got someone else who wants to do TCRs on Monday nights as well. And um, that person had kind of already been promised it before me. So um, anyway, that person is Greg Holmes and his former, he used to do a bit of stuff with Club Day Masters and then he um, formed his own league. So he does the Mazdas on Tuesday nights and the GT4s on Monday nights and the Mazdas, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but mate, he gets a lot of people and like he's got the world champion Mazda MX-5 guy in there and a lot of really, really good real world and sim races so yeah and ben um, Snell sometimes yeah ben <laughs> Snell, and he did say that to me in a couple of um the, well they're not really aussie car drivers i actually don't like saying that because i don't own anybody um but you know a couple of guys that run the skippies he said they're over there so he's got a good crowd he's done really well so anyway jay basically said look you need to talk to greg you guys need to figure it out and he you know from his point of view one league going forward is better than two so um basically greg and i hooked up a meeting discord and um yeah it was quite interesting i was a bit skeptical to be honest at first and i'm sure he was a bit skeptical of me but that's mainly just because i've been burnt in the past and so is he so um you know i'm trying to get two people to agree on anything we know how hard that is but here's the here's the thing right greg and i pretty much fell out of the same tree and hit all the same branches on the way down and you know we, we it was it was so refreshing, honestly, to talk to somebody who's, yeah, on the same planet as you because <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, I won't go into all the other details, but I've had negotiations with people before and, man, there's some dreamers out there. That's all I'll say. And um, and Greg was, you know, I was like, well, what do you want? What do I want? So we started nutting out a deal and it kind of got halfway through and I was like, dude, I kind of feel like I'm getting everything and you're getting nothing, you know, and like, you know, tell me what you want kind of thing. So um, he was probably being wary too as well. But look, he basically, you know, kind of said, look, i got a bunch of drivers. you got a bunch of drivers. We both agreed it would make sense to put them together, right? Um, because you want just one, two okay grids or do you want the best TCR grid that's ever been put together in Australia iRacing history you know so we were both pretty keen to get it done and look i'll be honest with you it's probably one of the best easiest negotiations i've ever done and you know we started off by saying look you know what's your ultimate goal and greg's like i just love racing right and i just want everybody in my league from the front to the back to have a good experience to have fun and be happy and no bullshit no dickheads blah 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 and i was like man (laughs) That's me all over, right? You guys know. I don't have to. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, this is why I started Aussie Car, right? Because, look, I just love racing, right? And, like, way too much for it to be healthy, actually. But, you know, it's just me as part. And so, yeah, Greg and I are on the same plane. So, anyway, he's like, look, for my drivers to come over there, because basically he runs two leagues already, right? And he's like, look, I don't really want the extra work, you know? And I was like, well, I don't mind the extra work because I'm just running the skippies at the moment. So the other thing is I work for myself, so time I got, you know. Um, so he sort of said, look, for my drivers to come over, there's going to be a few things that they, they're they going to want. 
Um, so I was like, rightio, that's cool. Let's hear him, you know. So basically eight-week season instead of six. And part of the reason for that is they feel that six weeks is actually a bit short, especially without a dropped round. If you have a shit round, it's hard to catch up. There's no doubt about that, and I completely agree with him. Um, having said that, right, the way we've got the points working now in Aussie car, you can, like, claw your way back up there. But, same, look, we saw what happened to Alex and Ben last season. Once you get behind, it, it is hard. But here's the other thing about Aussie car too, what you've got to remember, right, is it's a pretty serious race and league. Like you guys have seen, right, I take my shit seriously and I don't suffer fools lightly. So, you know, there's that. So, But I, I the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, he's right because the eight rounds, it gives you a chance to also mix up formats, right? So you're not doing the same sprint format week in, week out. And, uh, you know, it's here's the other thing is, if you have two weeks break at the start and then you run that and two weeks break at the end, that's a 12-week season. Yep. And part of the reason why I originally decided on six weeks was simply because it's half of 12, right? And if they ran 14 or 16-week seasons, right, then we'd be doing eight weeks. So, yeah, I, got, I was like, I've got no problem with that, you know, no dramas. And then he said, um, with a compulsory pit stop, what, we, what he wants to do is have it so that you pick which race it's in. And I was like, man, I fucking love that. Excuse my French. <laughs> because you can just see what it does, right? And already start thinking about it, right? Like, say, someone like me or you, Wilco, right? We're the mid-packers, right? But in race one, right, a bunch of dudes start pitting and we're up to, like, eighth and ninth, right? We're yeah. not going in. We're staying out. So, yeah, it'll mix it up. And, you know, I, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I can't believe I haven't thought of this kind of thing. <laughs> And um, I actually, that's a lie. I had actually thought about it ages ago. It's in my notes, but yeah, never implemented it. So um, yeah, and just a couple of small things. Basically, there's a few other small format changes. Um, but yeah, we pretty much just sort of nutted out a deal. Um, and so it's still going to stay with an entry fee. Um, and that's mainly because I've seen with the F3s, you, I don't know, I think I told you guys, but I've done a trial with that, like pay what you think it's worth, right? And this is going to spin you out, right? I got more money than what I normally get, <laughs> right? Not mentioning any names, but a few people paid double, right? So I was like, this is this is good, you know? The other thing is we know <laughs> the small fee, even though it's only $2, right? It keeps the dickhead factor low, and that's a big part of it because it stops the drop-off at the end too because if people pay for it, they tend to stick around for all the season. And Greg's actually got a wicked thing going over there with the Mazdas, right? Where, Because he's a bit like me, right? Like, I think he's got more coin than me, don't worry. But I'm not wealthy, right? But I've done okay. You know, we're, we're old dudes now, right? So money doesn't really motivate us. So he's got a thing going, right? Whereas you pay an entry fee, right? But if you do all the races, he refunds your entry fee at the end. I was like, that's a killer idea, you know? And it's good stopping the drop-off. People don't, you know, drop off so much. They hang around. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's a few other small format things. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not really convinced on open quality. Like, uh, we'll see, but I doubt, I'll doubt I'll do it again for the skips. To be honest, like, we tried it for a few races. I don't know what people thought, but I think it's one of those things. It sounds good, but I don't know how well it actually works. And what you got to remember about sim racing online too is that there are certain nuances about it that you just have to 
change and keep different from real life in order to you know keep things running smoothly so yeah just a few small things like that and yeah basically we were like you know he so he's going to come on board basically as a partner consultant we'll do the track list together like all those kind of things and yeah i'm way open to that all that stuff and I couldn't believe it. We got to the end basically and there was nothing we didn't really, there was nothing we disagreed on, you know, and he's a bit like me too, right? Like a lot of people like being big fish in small ponds, right? I'll take small fish in big pond any day. And that's just how we operate, you know, and to, to grow it, move it forward. It's not about us. It's about growing it for the drivers and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, honestly, it was so refreshing to, you know, and like Greg and I sort of known each other a bit. We talk on and off and, yeah, it was just so nice to actually have a conversation with someone that was we got a lot done, and we talked about other stuff as well for the future, which I won't go into now. But yeah, so anyway, and he's he's got a bunch of sponsors who want a Monday night slot for TCRs as well, and he's got a bunch of drivers. So I was like, you bring your sponsors over, basically, or we'll just put all that money into the prize pool. So because costs will be covered by the entry fee, and then all that will just go to the drivers, basically. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it. There's a few more details, like the actual details of the what the prizes will be and all that stuff's yet to be nutted out. But, you know, Greg's on the East Coast. He's a lot better connected than me when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I just saw it as a good opportunity, basically. I was like, I'd be stupid if I, you know, didn't do this. And like I said, we could have gone our own ways. And, you know, the risk of sounding like a smartass, I would back myself, like, to get 30 cars, like, no worries. But... Yeah, this was an opportunity to like, honestly, I think it's a chance to do something special in a way because, look, the one thing I really want to see, right, and it's like even in the skippies, right, if you said to me, Ira, wish list, right, it's to get Cameron Dance, <laughs> Matt Marsh, like all Ben Snell, all the fast guys in a season together because as a fan, okay. right, that's what I want to see, you know, and Braden, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to <laughs> see, you know, I want to see all the quick guys together, right, and He's got some quick drivers, like, no doubt. Like, I don't know if you guys followed it before, but, you know, Jack and those guys, these guys are serious steerers, right? So we actually got a little bit of a friendly rivalry thing going there too because <laughs> Greg's like, you ain't got anybody that's going to beat Jack. So there and is I'm an like, Aussie car versus well, um, uh, actually, Yeah, he was like, you ain't got anyone that's going to beat Jack. And I was like, well, I beg to differ because, uh, not mentioning any names, but if you had a look on the entry list for the Tin Top Cup, there's... There's one Jackson Susan Harlow there, so um, yeah, I'll be real He's interested. Still able I got... to claim him as your own? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, he's not an Aussie car driver. But look, Jackson and I. Hey, you know... look, hold on. I reclaimed um, the Bathurst champion as an Aussie car. Um... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, that wasn't me. That was Jake. <laughs> no, so look, I've known Jackson obviously, you know, and uh, mate, he's a young guy and he's going places. Let me tell you because. When he was originally running um, TCRs with me, he got beat up, man. Like, he got knocked around. He was the whipping boy. And you know what? He just showed up every week and he kept grinding away. And it took him four seasons, but he eventually won it. And, you know, it was a cool feeling to me that someone like him, you know, really wanted to win it. And the maturity that he showed over, you know, the incidents, and that's the difference, right? Like, there's a lot of hot lappers out there, but can they deal with all the other shit, you know? So, um, yeah, I was nearly going to shoot him a message, and then I, I got a message from him. So, yeah, I was so stoked to, like, have him back in there. And, um, 
yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be, you know, some good racing. It's got potential, obviously, because, you know, the bigger the stakes, the more people are prepared to try. And But, you know, I honestly think Greg, you know, he's he's got a bunch of like, we we know the sim speed, we know the names that we don't want in there. Um, you know, he knows the sim community, sorry. And, you know, I, so far the list of names that we've been going over, they're all just good drivers. There's no no idiots in there from what I see. But having said that, it's, you know, 40 cars or whatever, it's going to end up being 50, maybe even more. It's got potential for shit to get hectic. But, yeah, I honestly think I've got a good system in place. And it was funny because we did a lot of talking too about, you know, how he does race control and all that. And, like, the semantics and the details are kind of different, but basically we've got the same kind of system. Like, he gets a bunch of people in there like we do after the race, so everyone goes over it so they can understand and it's a simple system without too much like complication. So yeah, there's probably nobody better for me to team up with than somebody who's kind of already, you know, doing what I'm doing and who's kind of already like me. So so yeah, so that's where Sounds we're at. So good. we're going to run the Tin Top Cup, which is um be next week, 13th, Monday night. I have to check the forms, but there's already like about 20, 25 cars already. So it's going to be a really good, fun race. And then we will work on the track list and all that stuff and release some details probably about Christmas time. And then in January, Greg wants to put some fun servers up in the first couple of weeks. And we're going to do a lot of practice races, basically, because as you guys know, the more practice and like, you know, since the other Alex said, even, you know, about the 15 minute thing, I think that's even helped the skippies, you know, as having that little bit of practice for the start and all that to go through. So we're going to do a few of them in January, and then round about the end of January, um, the season will kick off in, in all seriousness. And, yeah, I just honestly, I, I'd like to keep in the candy so I just can't wait. Excellent. Sounds really good, mate. I can't wait to hear more about it, especially prize money and, and dates and tracks. It's all going to be really cool. But look out for the Tin Top Cup. I think there's at least two of the Locked On iRacing podcast people going to be racing in that. Um, I haven't heard about the third, but... Uh, yeah, really excited about it. But thank you so much for your time, mate. We will catch up to you again sometime soon, I'm sure. Uh, and we'll have a good one, mate. Have, we'll yeah. talk to you later. Too easy. Thanks, lads. Oh, hold on. Before you go, you didn't plug it properly last week. Plug your stream. Oh, uh, well, actually, I'm having some issues with me. Uh, oh, come on. Just setting up me anyway. camera. Uh, yeah, look, didn't you plug it? I did, but you do it properly. I didn't do a very good job of it. Hey, nah, well, look, it, it won't be kind of really up and running till probably after Christmas now. But, um, but yeah, Hills Bloke on Twitch, basically. So in, in the new year, my aim is to um, stream, like, all of my iRacing. And about the only other game that I play seriously is Hunter Call of the Wild. So I'll be um, Maddie. He likes that as well. So we'll probably do a few of those. So, yeah, just Hills Bloke on Twitch and... Uh, It'll be, uh, yeah, probably in the new year. And obviously the Aussie Card website as well if you want any other details yeah. on the future. Yeah, AussieCard.net. Aussie Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, AussieCard.net, that's the place to go. That's got all the entry forms, all the details about what's coming up and all that sort of stuff. And then obviously from there you can join the Discord because that's where all the drivers hang out. And that there's been a lot of people joining, obviously, in the last like, yeah, week or so. so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. And thanks again for that, Ira. You are an absolute legend. That was about 15 minutes of Ira just talking. So quickly, the two of you guys, what did you have to say about what thoughts on, on what's coming for TCR? Well, first of all, I think it's good that we've got some new cars in the TCR because it, 
it did we'll seem to be that a pretty a sec, yes. popular car and you know it, it did have a, a really steep drop off um I don't necessarily know what the appeal of front wheel drive <laughs> sedans seems to be but they apparently are pretty fun so um it's exciting to see some big things for Aussie car I know Ira is really passionate about it and um it's good to see you know a lot of hard work and groundwork over the last sort of 18 months and probably more uh sort of starting to come to fruition and it's good that Ira's found someone like him. <laughs> we always need to, have, need to have a buddy we can relate to really well, and it sounds like he's found one for himself. Definitely. Alex, you keen? You got to put a roof on your head and start racing soon? No, oh, it's, it's oh, like I was listening. Can I tell you, the first thing, I've never heard Ira so excited, uh, yeah. and he was he was jumping out of his chest. Especially over the last couple of six months. I think he's had a rough six months. Yeah, and uh, he just sounded like a kid, honestly, that excited. Uh, we're coming up to Christmas, I know. I feel like he's having his presents early, right? So um, that was really exciting. And that oh, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, is that excited about it? Maybe I will need to buy a tin top or two, you know? Like, uh, I don't know, and a TCR. The, prior to that, the most exciting thing about the series was uh, John Skoltz loves a, a front-wheel drive car. So he was uh, sniffing around that series as well. So I'd love to see Skoltzy back in. Um, look, it, it looks to be uh, a really good um, blend, uh, blending of a couple of series there uh, and really quite, I, I could see quite a buzz around it potentially. Um, and that in of itself is really exciting. For myself, I'm not sure that I'm ready to jump into those deep waters uh, just mm-hmm. yet. However, um, will if nothing else i'll be a very active uh viewer of that uh with potentially uh, i think uh, i am definitely thinking about giving it a crack just a bit nervous about getting swallowed up by those sharks in those deep waters hey mate you're happy to circle around the back with me anytime (laughs) (laughs) that's it um locked on i think we've got about six or seven drivers interested already to be honest um Everyone is pretty keen for this. Everyone, everyone sort of was sniffing around the the TCR back before it went under. I even started racing um, the the Audi for a little bit in a few officials, just sort of you know try and get used to it. And then all of a sudden TCR vanished. And I'm like, oh, there you go. That's that's not happening. And then obviously we got the news that we got the other day, which we may as well talk about in, in now as well. But yeah, definitely keen for it. Um, but now iRacing announced Honda and Hyundai are coming to iRacing in the form of the front wheel uh, drive TCR cars. Now, I think that eh, you talk about the appeal of it before. Now, it is a very well-known round-the-world series TCR, and they're very specific. This is what you, you need to uh, be a TCR-branded series. And you got some of the best drivers in the world do come through that, and even some of the best drivers just drive it because they're fun. Um, the Toka Touring Car Series, it's, it's massive. That's the the gaming series that a lot of people grew up with, and then came across to iRacing because there's nothing else after that. Um, so so people have that experience of driving these cars in in racing a fair bit. So I think I'm I'm actually shocked that they haven't tried to tap into that market a lot more. Like even just watching touring cars, like a, back in the '90s, a lot of our V8 supercars were were sort of the touring car guys that came across and and tried to battle us and. And even we had a rich heritage of going across trying to take it on their touring car series. So it, it's a it's a very very big well known series around the world. So I'm definitely keen for it. But and Honda grow, just Honda quickly is, and growing in Australia as well. You know the yeah. re- revitalization of the TCR series this year has been really good to see, and you know some big names driving in it. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, the the what's just watching it at Bathurst on the weekend was really good. Chaz is the current champion for Australia. I, I heard they picked that up and. 
you know, it, it, it's good fun close racing. It's that not the super fast cars that you, you know, and, and tinkering with them and where you see in Formula One where these cars are going to be well out in front and that's the same guys each time. If you drive it well and, and, and the track can suit different drivers, like in different cars, so uh, it definitely throws up a lot of good results. And the format seems to be pretty good. And he's talking about reverse grids and all that kind of stuff with his and safety cars with his Christmas uh, tin top cup series which is next weekend and um obviously he'll be bringing a few little format changes to that but let's talk about these honda and these um hyundai's are you excited at all brain i know you're gonna buy one because you have to to get the tin, tin top cup or the christmas cup but were you excited about them anyway i don't think i've ever in my life been excited about a hyundai that's for sure but <laughs> I, I think if i'm gonna jump into anything i wouldn't mind having a look at the little honda civic it looks like a nice little racy little car um yeah, I, can't, I doubt it'll be the series for me overall, but it could be fun. I, I definitely think I'd like to try and jump into the, the Tin Top Cup if I can get enough practice in to be at least somewhat respectable by Monday, but um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I think what, where I talked about before, I think it'll be a sort of a, a second or a third series for me where I... It, it's something that, you know, the 60 cars, on if there's 40, 50 cars on the track, there's always something happening. So as long as I'm quick enough with the car, I can adapt myself to most tracks these days. So I think that's where it'll sit for me. I won't won't give a full crack at it. Because when you're people like Joe, um, Jackson, Susan Harlow racing in there, you're just like, well, I'm not going to win the series. So I just want to battle away and have some fun. Um, Michaela, I know you're not a, a tin top man, <laughs> nothing with a roof, but you, you're not, you, yeah, you're not excited about this at all. Well, are you? The the bit that I sit back and try and, and think about is um, so many of the cars that have been released in recent memory just become dead uh, almost after they released. There was a lot of interest in the TCR cars when they first came out, and my hope was that that would sustain them. Um, I mean, the first eyewitness of it was the, I think I've said before, the Formula Renault 2.0. There was an incredible hype around that. I remember doing a league and it was two splits of, you know, well over 100 cars for the total turnout and I couldn't make top split in it. Um, and then two seasons later, the thing's dead like every other open wheel series by the skips, right? Yeah. Um, I hope that this breathes life into what could be a great series based on, like you say, some of the heritage that we see uh, in the Toka games or just in racing, real life racing around the world and what that could, you know, how that could draw people in. But uh, I don't know. I, I just hope it doesn't go the way a series like the, you know, the Audi uh, and the uh, the Nissan, uh, I, Nissan I, uh, you know, the, I, I remember, the, I think I've said before, the Nissan is an amazing car to drive. Uh, I really like driving that car. Um, but the series was dead in its first season. Yeah. See, I'm hoping they do get someone like TCR actually getting involved with it itself and it becomes like an official official thing and they can push more cars into it and more more actual real-life competition into it. Um, but, I mean, where the, do these fit with the, the Brazilian cars and the, you know, well, where, this is it. The, they're, they're, the user they're, base is, is not growing. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's barely and, sustaining. So where do they go? I was just about to say was like, you know, iRacing are in a really hard spot. People want new content, but there's not enough people to consume the new content. So yeah. it, it's like, what do you do? You don't release content and people get angry because they're not getting new stuff and fresh things to race. Or you don't release content, uh, or you um, you do release content and it splits the already small user pool and people are getting annoyed because races aren't going official and there's no one to race with. It's like, you know, what do you do? That's what, I think that's one thing that has made me stick 
with the Skippy community is, you know, you know, you're always going to get a race just about any time, any day, you'll get at least a race that's going to go official at the very least. But most of the time, there's going to be a couple of splits and, and there's going to be some good races turning up. Yeah, yeah I mean, look- I, I think about the, um, the, you know, these new cars, when they bring in new people, what are the, those people can't race them straight away. They've got to go through rookies. They've got to go through layers upon layers. They've got their three-month, you know, half price or free or whatever, whatever it is deal when you start. But if you don't have the, I guess, the patience to manage your way through the learning curve to begin with, first thing I did when I signed up for iRacing, I love racing games and all the rest of it, where's the third-person view like Gran Turismo <laughs> yeah. or whatever? And I'm like, well, what? You know, there's an immediate uh, learning curve straight away. Um, and if people don't have the patience to get past that, you can release all the cars that you want uh, unless they're available day one. Uh, I think your retention of people is going to struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think iRacing should be focusing on more things like the graphics package, the actual engine itself, the... Being able to do two with... qualifyings in the same server. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Like, giving giving me IR for different cars. <laughs> yeah, oh, so please the, IR for different cars now. <laughs> there, there's there's a massive quality of life stuff that they can really build up, and that's content that they can add, which doesn't split the player base. It doesn't cause any problems. It's not making them money. That's the problem. Mm. Um, releasing two new cars as as you know, as expensive as we think content like this kind of stuff is, I saw it best the other day with one of the memes in our thing where, cool, I just spent $4,000 on my new PC, but now I'm not paying seven ninety five for the or eleven ninety five for this new car. Yeah. Um, not everyone thinks like that. There is definitely the, the majority of the people will just go, okay, it's a new car. I've got my eight, 40% discount or 25% discount, whatever it is, because I've got 80% of the, the content. I may as well just collect a few more cars and they make their money and they move on. So, Well, here's it's... the thing for you. Here's the thing. Someone once said to me, and it's always stuck with me, uh, people only think things are expensive when, you know, they, they don't feel like they're getting value for it, right? So yeah. I, I have no problems paying, you know, $10 or whatever if I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. But if I'm going to drive it for a couple of races or, or a season uh, and then that's it, Maybe, maybe 10 bucks is worth that season. I remember talking to Ben about it a few seasons ago and something came out. It might have even been the TCRs. And he said, oh, let's get in this and that. And I said, I don't want to spend 10 bucks on a car. I might race a few times and then it's done. He said, yeah, but that that first season when everyone's in there, isn't that worth the 10 bucks? Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe he's right. It's, you know, maybe it's it is. The exact same thing is a cool a brand new game came out. It's $100. If I wait six months, I was only get it for, I'm going to get it for 50 bucks. But I can spend the extra 50 bucks now and I can be playing it with all the people who are playing it now and I can talk to people who are playing it now and I can get that extra outside of the game content because I'm, I'm paying that extra money that I wouldn't have to pay if, if I get it down the track. It's the same thing. It's Value is, is a very interesting term and um, its value is very different to different people and it's not so much the content you're buying is getting the value, it's it's the, the things around it that you're getting the value out of it. But... And some people are just collectors and, and a lot car people, <laughs> they love collecting things. So, you know, you've got a pretty good market. If you just want to throw stuff at the wall and hope people pay for it, then they're going to probably do it. So, 
Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that Brazilian car because I completely forgot about that. Like, mm-hmm. We heard about that probably at the start of this season, right? So Yeah, it was... It, it will be, I think it's a season two thing because we are going into week 12. Like, with, theoretically, the patch drops in by the time this podcast goes live and we've got no information except for one new track, one rework and two new cars. And it's the 2022 content release. What is going on? We've got a Formula One car, I guess, which we'll talk about in a sec with some things that are coming up. We still don't even have information on that, to be honest. What are they doing? How do TCRs handle in the rain? Does anyone know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, look, that was the thing because the the TCR brands are an English brand. They were always in the rain, so it always made for good (laughs) racing. So. I'd love to say, yeah, cool. That's it's it's the catalyst that's going to bring rain to eye racing, but I don't think we're that we're there yet. I think it's a, a season two, season three thing. By the way, it's not released yet, which makes me sad. But yeah, anyway, doesn't make but, Alex and I sad. No, it doesn't. Make <laughs> no, you guys I'm good, sad. mate. The back of the field needs some way of getting to the front of the field. <laughs> well, that's one way. <laughs> we need. Know. We need a kidneys on the track. We need all kinds of stuff. That's what, that's the, the new content coming. Uh, let's get into the little drama that popped up during the week. And I don't think it's drama. I think it depends which way you read it. But my wife stole my phone, so I don't have the tweet here anymore. But uh, Coanda uh, Esports uh, have, have released a, a statement a couple of days ago, which basically said all the Porsche... Uh, oh, Braden's got it here. Go go through it. Explain what it is because it was a weird one saying basically they're pulling out all their top drivers out of the top racing league in the world. Yeah, so it was a, it was an open sort of letter posted on Twitter addressed uh, dear sim racing community, dear partners at iRacing, which I thought was interesting in the first place. But yeah, um, it was basically uh, the Porsche Tag Hoya Esports Super Cup iRacing uh, is obviously one of the most competitive and renowned uh, leagues or world championships, I suppose, um, in the, in the sim space and, and Coanda, uh, have some pretty big name drivers that including drive in that. Josh Rogers. Yep. Josh Rogers. Um, uh, Tommy Oostgaard, Mitchell de Jong, um, Martin Kronk and Mac Backham as well. Uh, so some pretty big names. Um, and they basically said, you know, the drivers have enjoyed and, and loved, uh, the the success that they've had and, and the series has had in the last years but for the upcoming season um, the res- the respective drivers um, have announced the decision to basically uh, leave or withdraw from the 2022 campaign with immediate effect so it was really weird the way it was worded mm. wasn't like hey we're moving these guys onto something bigger and better. It, 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 it reeked of something had happened but there yeah. was no information um, out and uh, it said, you know, we can be sure that this decision wasn't made overnight, but with the developments in the sim racing world at the moment, we think it's best for our drivers, our team, and the organizers and sorry, and the organizers to follow that route. But it doesn't say what that route is. <laughs> and gives yeah. us no information as to, to what that route possibly is. Um goes And on then say, there was massive crypt oh sorry, I was gonna say there's massive cryptic messages from all those drivers saying, Hey, look, by the way, this is happening and massive threads about, you know, how we we enjoyed our time and all this kind of stuff. But and but everyone's like, Why? Oh and, and, and also saying that they're they're happy they're really looking forward to working with the other drivers who will be racing in the series still, which are obviously, you know, young younger, lower standard development type drivers maybe. 
but not the the pinnacle of um Josh Rogers and and those those types. So it it was very strange. It was a weird. The timing was strange. Like if it's that they're just moving on to another series, then why not wait until that series has been announced to say, hey, by the way, we won't be doing this. We'll be doing this instead. It was just. It was very strange. It it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Hey, maybe they're looking for maximum marketing impact, and they've got us talking about it. So, you know, there you go. Not <laughs> us that nobodies. Not, not that that matters much, but you know, <laughs> if people are talking about it, then maybe they've got some exposure for the team and 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 whatnot. But it was it was just very word, very weirdly worded, and and just the timing and everything just seemed off. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, it was weird. So it's been two days. It's been two days. There's been nothing since. Now, by the time you hear this podcast, we'll probably know (laughs) all. So this discussion null and void. But Michaela, you got any takes on this? Ah, it's deliberately worded. It's it's. I'm I'm cynical about it. I really hate breadcrumb sort of look at me posts, which is what I see it as. Mm. Um, There's obviously something there, but they're trying to draw people in, and you start thinking they're sensational. Oh, wasn't Josh Rogers and that set up in a house somewhere? And did something go down in the house? Have they all been kicked out? All that sort of stuff that they're trying to elicit. Yeah. Um, and and it just, it, honestly, it just bugs me. Um, just it, are they getting ahead of an iRacing announcement? Are they part of an iRacing announcement strategy? Is it, what is it? Just, my brain said, just announce the whole lot or yeah. just don't, don't try and draw me into something in a sensationalised fashion. If I want to watch over-sensationalised stuff, I watch the 6 o'clock news. You know? <laughs> and especially like the sim space is not a big enough space to have enough people's <laughs> eyes to, to make it big enough news anyway like i feel like i feel like nobody cares that much you're you're, uh, you're really targeting an already pretty niche market and then within that niche market you're targeting a very low percentage of people who who care enough to to hype it up like us us at the moment i suppose exactly there's not many uh there's not many suckers like us out there so well i looked at it before and i was expecting i that yeah be i I looked at josh to, to quickly find i looked at josh rogers twitter i found the tweet for two days ago he's had nothing since and I thought I expected I looked uh, there'd be like a hundred something comments on here because everyone will be asked what's going on. There's thirteen comments. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so there's really it, it, there's nothing to talk about here. But it it did lead into I think we had a pretty good discussion in the Discord about um, what was going on. Now the first thing I went to when I read it, I'm like, oh, this is super negative. That they, they either they they don't like this series. There's something happening with this series. They're just you know canning this series altogether. But they're still putting drivers in there, so. We then led to this the F one announcement, which is coming up with the new F one car. I think Braden, you sort of you brought that one up. Yeah, the- well, it said that when one I was just scrolling through Twitter and trying to have a look at what I could see, and there was a post somewhere from someone from iRacing where someone had said, "Is this uh, uh, has this got anything to do with the up and coming Mercedes car?" And someone who said that they had some kind of job title in in their Twitter description from iRacing said, uh, we'll have more information on this on Monday and we're on Monday and there's oh, no more we're not quite there Monday. It, it, sure, it'll yeah. be there Monday yeah, soon. There Monday, yeah. So, you know, start this evening, early hours of the morning, maybe that will come out. Um, but yeah, so my, my, my sort of just theory based on that was that, you know, they've done this partnership with Mercedes um, and that they're looking to make a series that's that top pinnacle um, and of esports for for Formula One, and obviously, at the moment there is a Formula One game that has um, an esports series, and, and is pretty 
um, hotly contested. And uh, I think iRacing would love to break into that space and, and to do it with a partnership with Mercedes and then get some drivers like Josh Rogers and Ustergaard um, and all of those kind of guys, then yeah, hey, I'd love that. That would be perfect for them. So that, that's my yeah. theory and that's what I, I would expect to probably get announced over the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, I, th- I think, like I said in, in, in comments, that the most obvious answer is probably the one that's true. And, and they look, what happened last year with their IR08 or whatever it was, or IR01, with the, the brand new uh, iRacing exclusive open wheeler car that they brought in and they, they announced a big match. Yeah, the, they announced a big World Series on it, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is going to be something big, and then all of a sudden the cars vanished, and no, I didn't hear anything about the World Series to be honest. But um, maybe they then pulled back and went, well, we've got this F one deal, so let's let's push that car under the rug and let's actually get a proper open wheeler because they've, they've obviously tried multiple times to get into this market. They've got NASCAR down down pat. They've got you know as much Skippies. as they can in. in the, the rally car and even the dirt oval series, but um, you know, formula one is that pinnacle sort of road racing that they don't, but have. they had it. They had it for so long. They had, that was their, yep. their pinnacle road series. And then they replaced it. I mean, Martin Kroenke, Gregor Hutu, um, they were at the pinnacle of the sport. They were the ones that even started cracking it across. Like you, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the, um, the fastest alien, I think it's called the world's fastest alien. There's a, there's a short YouTube documentary that they did where Gregor Hutu, um, they took him over to road uh, Atlanta and stuck him in a, in a skippy and then stuck him in a, in a pro Mazda. And, you know, the big fuss of the local folks were, oh, he's only a second off the pace. He's never driven a car. He was thrown up in his race suit. He, he was from, he's from literally from a fishing village somewhere out in the middle of the snow. He goes out on his dad's fishing trawler during the day and at night time he's the world's best sim racer, right? <laughs> uh, it was a great story, right? But that, that was at the time when he was like, he'd come through the, you know, the 8-bit graphics racing that they had Papyrus before iRacing uh, and then he came on and he dominated the scene in the early years when they had the F1 World Championship. They used to have it. And then yeah. they just walked. They walked away from it. I didn't get it at the time, and I kind of still don't, you know. So I, I think it'll be hard to kick start it again, uh, particularly with sort of, I don't know, uh, you'd almost call it cheap tactics in advertising with announcements like that. Yeah, be, like I said, by the time you hear this, it'll, I'm sure everyone will know what's going on, or no one will care. But it was just an interesting little thing to pop up, and was, and especially involving you know Australia's own Josh Rogers, who came up through the Porsche. You know that's. He's made a chunk of money out of that series and, and won it. Uh, so, you know, it was it was definitely something that popped up. So it was worth a chat. Uh, quickly, because we are running out of time, F1 happened. Dramas happened yet again in F1. Braden, what happened? Did they ever? I still haven't actually seen the end of the race, but um, I think I got to about like eight laps to go and my Foxtel recording ran out. So <laughs> I haven't actually seen the end, but I checked the results. So it looked like a pretty foregone conclusion once... Um, Lewis had finally got past, but like, what a strange race. You talk about, um, <laughs> I, I think I've been whinging the whole week about, look at this stupid track. It's so boring. It's just left, right, <laughs> left, right, left, right. There's no to, nowhere to overtake. They're all doing 10 billion kilometers per hour and you can't get past anywhere and then ends up being one of the craziest races I've ever watched. So <laughs> it shows what I know, but uh, I still don't really think the track's all that exciting, <laughs> to be honest. But I mean, if there's... <laughs> There's one thing you can't say about Max Verstappen is he doesn't give it a red hot crack because oh my <laughs> lord he he sends it 
and he's he is the sim racer who says we both die or you let me through. <laughs> like he is the Formula One driver of of that, and you know I, I I don't know where I stand on it because if he was doing that to me in a in a race in the Skippy. Like I'd be pissed. <laughs> I, I I would be so frustrated and so annoyed. And and young go karters with lots of cash. Yeah, bloody yeah. hell! Exactly. But <laughs> I tell you what, to watch it, it's it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. Did you catch any of it, Michaela, or not? Nah, I was on at stupid o'clock, so I haven't yeah. watched it yet. But I'm looking forward to going to see it. By the sounds of it, <laughs> oh, you... it's bizarre, mate. You will have your hands in, uh, in your head in your hands, just thinking, <laughs> "What is going on?" I, I won't ruin it for you, so I won't talk too much about it. But and end result, couple... yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say, there's a couple of couple of moves into turn one, and then and then uh, some redressing that was not redressing. It was <laughs> it was it's it's interesting. You got to have a watch. Yeah, nice. Looking forward to it. So at the end result, we've got a tie going into the final round of the season. Whoever finishes oh, ahead of the other one, assuming, want, really? assuming yeah. they both finish um, as well, <laughs> which um, could, could not happen. <laughs> so yeah. I'd, I'd put money on the, on something happening at Abu Dhabi because if they if they line up one and two on the grid, it is going to be fireworks into turn one. That is yep. for sure. Anyway, so it's it's interesting to see. And we just went through a, a six-day Bathurst campaign, which resulted in one Chas Mostert winning at Bathurst, which I, I said, I think, a Saturday afternoon that um, it was probably one of the more open Bathursts we've had in a long time, like especially pre-quality, before the top 10 shootout, I think you saw about five or six or seven teams that possibly could have got there. But I, I kept on watching Chas, and then especially when you watched uh, Lee Holdsworth race, uh, practice sorry lee was streets ahead of everyone else in that car uh and then Chaz was also at the top of the, the bunch when he was driving and i'm like well that's what you need um and they <laughs> just need you. luck to go their way and you know i was talking him up even though i'm not a holden fan but i think that was the one to beat and then obviously, obviously <laughs> what a race um is what a boring race, not boring race, but what a, a one-sided race till the echidna popped out. Um, <laughs> besides the fact that Chaz, you know, delaminated his tire and that brought him back to the field. But I think even after that, he was probably about 15, 20, 30 seconds ahead uh, when the echidna came out. And then all of a sudden it was a, sec- a wholly different race. Uh, everything went went chaos after this echidna hit the, hit the track and, you know, safety car after safety car, but Chaz still wins. What did you reckon, Mikella? You enjoyed the race? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, I was in and out uh, part of the day, but you know, when when Chaz uh, his tire had the issue, and uh, like he was just, they were just almost in another category. I thought, yeah. like it was, it was close, but just lap on lap, and he well, he was out to twenty second lead or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Then the tire goes, and straight away he comes back out, and he's, he's uh, I added up all the gaps and everything, and he was forty seconds down, and I immediately went back to that race, the Bathurst race I watched this season where I was watching uh, Emily and her partner uh, on the day go through their race and, and how they had the, the drive-through penalty at the start and they worked their way back up the field. And it mirrored it so much. And it was really, for me, I, I walked away thinking, how good is sim racing uh, when real-life racing, you know, they emulate each other. That That's, you know, for me, it just sort of reinforced, you know, how much fun sim racing is and how close, uh, you know, in your head you can make it to the real thing. Um, but, yeah, look, um, really pleased 
for for the the guys that won because they they deserved it. They were the fastest car, the best yeah. pairing, um, and you know uh, tires notwithstanding for Van Gisbergen and that they you know they were going to win anyway. You could frankly. see how much Giz put it on the limit just to keep up with him like that that especially that last probably 16 17 laps he, he's hitting walls left right and center just try he's on the complete edge and, and Chaz just just did it with ease that was the difference in the cars was outstanding well, he made it look easy anyway yeah yeah I, i've never um, seen that i heard alex that your favorite part of the weekend was the driver that got lost going down Gone down into the chase. Didn't know, didn't know whether it was a left or a right head turn. Or <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. It was. I, can't, I think it was the Super Threes they call them. And and um, one of the drivers. And it really made me question life choices and all sorts of things. Right. <laughs> coming down on their own. There's no other car in shot. Right. And they're coming into the braking zone at the chase on the left hand side of the track. And then the voice comes over the radio. Hey. You're doing everything else really good. No, you're going good, honestly, but you're driving on the wrong side of the road there. Well, that was the call over the radio. And I'm just, how does how does that person get on the track? Um, that was, was that Saturday? Was that Sunday? That was on. It was Sunday. That was a Sunday I'm morning, wasn't pretty it? Pretty sure, was, yeah. yeah. I, I, I couldn't So they've done a whole it. week at the Baptist and they're <laughs> finally telling them that. <laughs> Literally the words were, you're going good, but you're driving on the wrong side of the road. Maybe oh, okay. maybe they were just doing the you know we always talk about practicing alternate lines and those kind of things. Maybe maybe they were just preparing to drive defensively into the chase. I don't know. Third race of the weekend. I think <laughs> time for practice is over. Um, I, I I'll get Braden saying a sec. We're talking about the the, the support acts. I think yeah, look, I, I love support acts, and I love uh, that's what I go there. I love going to Bathurst and watching four days of support acts, and then the big thing. But gee. There were some incidences, and I think the the S five thousand race on the the final day proved that was nuts. We need a little bit more standards in in things like that. Like the, I, I know that the eighty sixes always have some chaos, but uh, they particularly did the super twos on the Saturday had they end up getting red flagged because of all the chaos. But that S five thousand, oh my god, they need to learn how to drive. I can imagine or respect the car. I can imagine the uh, the Discord message left by Ira in the S five thousand Discord uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day's play. It wouldn't have been pretty. It, I was. I was. Are you sure it wasn't the same Carter mate of yours? He took the guy out and turned <laughs> one, and then turned. <laughs> I'm coming through the field. Quick, and look that, out. He was racing for the championship. He was. I know. I'm he lost the going, championship because of it. <laughs> Oh, he's and, and so here's the thing. I'm watching. I'm thinking, oh, how good is this? Yeah. Open wheel is at Bathurst. Oh, I sat down and I was stoked. And then I saw that race and I just went, that's the guy who's on to win the championship. Hunts yeah. his teammate. So doesn't get off the grid, <laughs> right? Everyone passes him his last. Comes around the next lap, punts his teammate into turn one, turns them both. Then comes up, his last again. Comes down into the chase, goes side by sides, and and nearly launches the thing into orbit. Thank heavens, everyone was okay out of that because the other guy on the outside got caught in the in the sand trap on the on the left hand side uh, on the run into the chase. He looked like he was about to flip it and turn it into a, a five thousand sausage roll, right? So it was like scary stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, those are young guys in those mm-hmm. cars too, like really young guys with you know, heavy right foots in really powerful machinery. 
on a very big stage. So that, yeah, there's probably some questions to ask around that that approach, Ron. I, think- I, I heard him say that on the radio. He said after he got that bad start, he said, "Just letting you know, I'll be coming through the field." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I I want to share that though, Brock Feeney. What a like he he's sixteen. He's won Super Threes. He's now nineteen this weekend. Wins Super Twos, and then drags Russell Ingle around like a ball and chain around the hill until only he makes the one mistake on um mm. and like shooting for a top ten with Russell Ingle, who's two two to three seconds slower than every other co-driver on the on the track. Was he that slow? I didn't know this. Was he yeah, that much it was, slower? It, it was it was going backwards quick uh when he was in there. I think it's down to twenty second or twenty third at some stage, but Brock got him back up to I think they were eighth or tenth or something like that yeah, when he yeah. he hit the wall, made the mistake that we've all made in the sim, and we've seen multiple people make it on the thing where he just went a bit wide and mm. and collected the wall across McPhillamy and and was was a passenger then and did a great job to um to keep it from hitting anyone else. But yeah, what a what a standout effort for the weekend. Un, unlucky for Brown, I think who. <laughs> The new um the new pass by or wave around system end up coming almost back onto the the lead lap by the end of the race yeah, after being fourteen would, laps down. They were jo- yeah they were joking saying he's going to end up being two laps up if he keeps getting so, <laughs> um, just on Brock Feeney, I mean like what a talent and and you, you think you know if he's got his head screwed on right and which I'm sure he does but yeah you know he's got a real opportunity to go into it the best team you know, arguably, mm. or at least one of the top two teams in the whole game. And, you know, depending on what his ego is like and if he doesn't want to necessarily make a big statement in his first season and and is there to learn and develop and get better, like what better person to, to sit next to than yeah. uh, SVG and, and learn about racecraft and tyre management and all of those kind of things. And with his already ta- uh, you know clear talent, like he's going to be a... Big time. We're, talk, a we're talking time a 16, ago. 17 year career, let alone co driving mm. afterwards ahead of him. Like, you get rid of Wink Cup and you just turn around and look at Red Bull and go, shit, wow. <laughs> like, mm. you're, you're a monster for, for reasons. So, unfortunately, look, I, it makes me I, sad I just, seeing him go there. Yeah, I just hope he has the right people around him to give yeah. the right sort of guidance. Um, he's probably got to where he is on the back of that, so it's probably goes without saying. Yeah. But I look at, uh, and I've talked about it before, probably um, Lando Norris when he was tooling around on on the iRacing service when he was younger. He's still obviously very young, and and he was coming across as a troll at times, and and it was starting to get on the forums, and he was starting to get on the forums, and I, I said to a couple of the guys around, I said, I just hope that someone gets in his ear because that's that could threaten a really good career, right? And obviously, Feeney's not doing that sort of stuff that I'm aware of anyway, but it does take the right sort of support network around someone to really capitalise on the talent that he's got. Um, and by the fact that he's going into such a good team, it's it's probably there. So, yeah. you know. The makings or, or, of something special. Makings of something very special, yeah. Um, so, so Braden, thoughts on the race, and then I want to get your thoughts on the fact of, cal- of the calendar for next year. <laughs> yeah, well, thought, thoughts of the race. Um, good race. I enjoyed watching the start. Um, I, you know, I don't really know where my allegiances really lie anymore with V8 Supercars because it's only been sort of the last couple of years where I've really got back into it. I was a massive V8 Supercars fan as a kid, uh, you know, sort of up towards my late teens before I sort of dropped off of motorsport completely for a good eight years, ten years. Um, and I was always a massive, um, you know, Holden Racing Team fan my dad worked for Holden uh, for a long time 
Um, you know, we'd always go to the clips all draped in Holden gear, you know, Mark Scaife and Craig Lowndes are my heroes. So, um, you know, having the Walkinshaw and Dreddy team win, which has obviously, you know, come from the old HRT days is pretty cool. Chaz is, seems like a pretty, pretty cool dude. So, uh, you know, at the start of the day, I think I said, I'd like SVG to win. I, I don't know what it is. I just love the way he drives. I, I love how crafty he is. Um, you know, he seems like a really down to earth kind of, kind of guy. Um, and just a bit of a, you know, quiet character, almost shy at times. Um, but boy, can he race? Like he's a different tell you character on, on the, on the racetrack. So he, it was... sh- he showed that craftiness in, um, that, that last couple of stints of the, the safety car when he completely and utterly blocked, <laughs> um, Chaz and then send up car just sent Chaz like two or three cars back in the field because he blocked him him and wink up blocked him so well yeah so yeah you know he was probably my first preference to win but if anyone else was going to win you know it had to be a holden and i'm more than happy for it to be Chaz. so um yeah pretty, pretty stoked i can't believe we saw a race where Chaz got first and waters got second and neither of them really collected <laughs> each other for the well, whole track when, when Chaz got shuffled back i think waters was right behind him and i was like <laughs> oh god <laughs> anything here could happen go. here <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, it was yeah. good. Good, good weekend of racing, and then you're happy no South Australia races next year. Yeah, well, not at the moment. Um, I don't want to get all political, but yeah, it's not it's not looking great. Uh, uh, you know, I think it's a travesty that the Adelaide Street Circuit's not um, still being used. You know, uh, uh, the amount of laps around the the um, Adelaide Street Circuit I did on V8 Supercars Race Driver as a kid, like. I knew that track by like the back of my hand. I could put it on the hardest difficulty and lap cars three times. It was so in tune with that track. But um, yeah, you know, to not even have the bend, which for all you know, intensive purposes, was set up to be this Built big for hub for racing and get as much racing as you can there, just seems completely ridiculous. But you know, nothing I could do about it. So we just um, yeah, see what happens. It's there is very a TBC on the, on the calendar, and you know, there's rumours it could be Ipswich. There's rumours it could be the Bend still. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and see, they had a big fight over two twenty twenty when there was the the shuffle with the COVID, and and Bend ended up stealing it from Ipswich last minute. Which um, look, I don't think Ipswich would have got it because I don't think they would have met the demands. But yeah, the Bend, there's a history there between those two. But you wouldn't. Like and and even with the rumours we heard with the Ben coming to iRacing at some stage in the future, like that's got to be a a connection with supercars. You think there'd be some kind of a contract there, but um, yeah, it's very very strange. I'm I'm trying to give my wife hints about going to Newcastle for the first round, but um, we'll see how that goes. But definitely Bathurst next year. If anyone wants to join me, hit me up. I'm gonna be there. Uh, let's go into we're way over. Let's go into the results quickly. We've only got two things to talk about tonight in the results. Don't forget lockedonlads.com slash discord, get into our discord. Uh, but I want you to start tonight, Mr. McKellar, with Sunday night lights. We can we me and Braden can actually give a rundown of race of split two if we want to, if we can remember any of it. But uh <laughs> give us give us a wrap up of what happened in the race and then the overall for the season. All right, so uh, final season, we built it up large uh, and, uh, look, it was shaping up uh, and I said it on the broadcast, I said it to him after the race and he confirmed it. Uh, not, oh, well, he didn't confirm he listed the podcast, but we said last <laughs> well, week, uh, yeah, we said last week, I hope I phrase off practicing quality and you know what he did because he stuck yeah. it on pole, you know, ahead of a guy, which was... Uh, which is huge. Which is massive, you know, and massive for... Uh, the season, massive for his season uh, as well, right? So Afray on pole, Nagai on uh, 
on on the front row with him. That's how you want the two championship contenders to be starting the race, right? Um, the wild card in the pack was the return of Franco Ruggieri, starting in third. Adam Miles who was a newcomer to the series as well. He wasn't playing for Sheep Stations. He was playing for a good night out. Uh, similarly, Adam Tonkins started in fifth, and Yamato, the second Japanese driver, filled out the front three, or the final spot on the on the front three rows. Yeah, sorry, and mate. You know what? Before we go into it, we did a bit of a practice run of the top split race before the practice lead up race, and um, Nagai and Yamato were just in almost in another. Yeah, they were they were way ahead and not even close. So, uh, and Loris Amadio was in there as well. So it was. I, I just figured here we go. These guys are on, but um, obviously not to be. No, no. Look, the quality really stepped up. I think the the warm up race was a just shy of four k. This was yeah. the the five, the big race. The big one was our fourth five k strength of field for the for the season. We hadn't had one before this season, and this season <laughs> we had four. So, uh, yeah. Look, it was it really stepped up. Um, the ANZ drivers in the field, there were two this week. One we saw as car number 20 just snuck in. So it was a 5K soft with a 20-car field, which is the second time we've done that this season, which is, you know, really thrilling, to be honest, because it's tough to do with 20 cars, um, was Matthew Thomas. It's a name we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, used to, I was saying in the broadcast, he used to uh, have some great battles with the great Enzo Cantor uh, several seasons ago. Uh, but he turned up and put it on 11th. Uh, and Vasco Sarovsky, the other ANZ driver, really struggling quality for some reason at the moment. Um, he was, you know, one and a half seconds nearly off pace uh, and started uh, 19th second last. So well, the race got underway. Uh, and as we sort of said earlier, uh, it, I was so excited to see how the battle uh, unfolded. And then the bubble was burst. Um, I felt I was going to prep today to have a sound sound bite of Miley Cyrus just came in like a wrecking ball, uh, <laughs> but I didn't quite get the time to do it. But unfortunately, Ruggieri um, did just that at uh, turn two at uh, Druids on lap two and uh, misjudged his braking zone, much like myself uh, in an earlier race. I'm not going to cast too much shade there because it can happen. Uh, and unfortunately, he clipped O'Fray just a fraction, which unsettled him, but he got away with it. But then the guy was gone. And that right there after, you know, a lap and a bit was the season done and dusted for the championship points at least. Look, from there, the race was quite interesting. You had a, a front pack of three cars uh, in Johansson, O'Fray, and I want to say, oh, mate, I've forgotten now. It was, I think it was Miles. Um, anyway, they were uh, they were away. And then what you had was uh, a mixture of a number of cars trying to chase them down. Once again, we saw Fraser Smith work his way to the front of a, a of a pack uh, and chase down the leaders, uh, and he was in the mix right until the end. Um, but look, at the end of the day, um, it was the great Dane. That's who I forgot was in the front pack. How could I forget him? He led the damn thing for so long. Um, he's done a million races uh, here this week, Dennis Johansson. And uh, look, he's quick here. Um, but I was surprised that O'Fray uh, stuck in his stuck behind him for most of it and didn't put pressure on him so much. Uh, it was he and Fraser Smith in the end who just sort of, I think it was those three, just sat behind and didn't really pressure him too much. Uh, they weren't going too fast, but they, they were able to 
you know, they weren't going fast enough to be honest because they kept getting caught by the pack behind and then disrupt everything and then and then they get away briefly and then it all came together at the end. But anyway, speaking of the end, let's go through the results. Dennis Johansson took it out. Uh, I was really pleased for Dennis. He's done a lot of racing here. He's a, a big uh, contributor to the community in terms of his racing and his streaming and everything. Uh, and to win a 5K soft for someone like Dennis was uh, really, really pleasing to see. Fraser Smith... Who is who has I should say burst onto the SNL scene this season? Uh, only done a few races, but had an impact in all of them. And, and I, I would suggest you a pretty positive impact at that. Comes in for an, a post race interview, and like I've said before, he's uh, he sounds like a good kid. Julian O'Frey then hung on uh, for third to to seal uh, both the Sunday Night Lights Championship for season twenty five, and also uh, the official. Uh, skippy season overall so congratulations to julian adam miles in fourth and uh the wrecking ball himself franco rigieri hung on for fifth um unfortunately now you're guy he finished all the way down in 14th out of uh, snl points positions point scoring positions so there's four weeks at the start of the season where he didn't race with us um i'm gonna say cost him a championship yeah i think i think if he rolls the dice another four times he comes up a winner yeah. Um, but uh, the ANZ drivers in the field didn't have a great night out. Can I tell you, it's not for the first time we've finished in the in the last two positions. Vasco Sorovsky got caught up in uh, in an early race incident. Uh, he's finished down in 19th. And, and Matt Thomas similarly had an incident with Yamato that was not his fault. Yamato uncharacteristically tagged him uh, in the braking zone before the big back straight. And uh, they both went off. Thomas ended up the worst for wear. Down. He started as car number 20 and he's finished 20th. But as we turn our attention to the final, uh, oh, sorry, no, hang on, we had two other, three other splits actually. Uh, let's just quickly look at our. Do you want to have a quick rundown, Braden? Of, of yeah, you guys do split two. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was sort of a race in two. Um, Ivan Fernandez and, and Nathan Verney, our very own. Uh, qualified on the front row and sort of managed to sort of drive away um, pretty early. And it was sort of a bit of um, a race with them. But I think it was Gary O'Brien who unfortunately... Started I think 20th. Missed, yeah, started 20th. I think he missed qualifying. Yeah, or, him and, did, and... Didn't get his laps in. Him and Antonio Lerma, who was car number one and car number 20, both missed um, quali uh, starting 19th well, and 20th. I think, I think Lerma off-tracked both his laps, but I think oh, O'Brien yes, might have so. missed his. And, um, yeah, they started 19th and 20th, and Gary O'Brien had a great race up 15 spots um, to get into the top five. Um, and really but, held off Paul Wilson at the end too. There was a we, we, that was that's what we, how we missed the, the white flag. We were, we were commenting on uh, those those guys in the garter and Hawaza, and then even Luma coming up on him as well was was fascinating. Yeah. So um, Matthew Mites and Jeremy Bush didn't have a great time, both uh, involved in a couple of incidents. Um, but it was Nathan Verney who stuck on the back of Fernandez for most of the race. I'd say up to about lap twelve or thirteen for a little error. Um, as he started to think about how he's going to make his move, cost him the draft and um, ended up missing out by a couple of seconds. But yeah, it was Fernandez that took pole and also took the win, uh, getting maximum points from strength two from Nathan Verney, Adrian Muro, Ryan Portelli, um, Gary O'Brien, Paul Wilson, and um, Masahiko Nagata, um, Hazawa, Antonio Lerma, and Matillo were rounding out the top uh, sort of 10. And then you had um, some Australians like Jason Browers. Uh, Jerry Bush, Matthew Mites, and I reckon that's it. That we're yeah. in the remainder of the field, but outside of the points, unfortunately. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, we dive down to the second, third split, I should say, to check on uh, the great Mark Jeffrey and and the equally great Ken Himes. Ken Himes finishing the points there in eighth, and Mark Jeffrey in fifteenth. I think uh, our mate Carl Withy must have given up the ghost, mate. He, he didn't turn up this week, so Wil- Wilco Wilkinson. Uh, the good man himself, he's, uh, I think he's finished uh, on top in those points. I rolled, I rolled the dice. I, I definitely <laughs> looked at the results afterwards like he better not have bloody got a bucket load of points on me. But no, I thought <laughs> I had it. Uh, nah, I, that's it. Can I just ask, Alex, uh, Adam hmm. Adam Miles and Adam Tompkins, are they people that have been around the Skippy scene a bit beforehand? Because I noticed they were in my race that I recorded for YouTube. They put it on the front row um, together. and it was just names I hadn't seen. I have seen uh, Miles before uh, and Tompkins to a lesser degree, uh, but not uh, reg- certainly not in our time zone. Um, yeah. I think you'll find them more in the in the European. So they're both from memory, yeah, UK guys. So they might have been bigger in the the just like the the US guys have got the Sunday night skippies. They run as a league, which yeah. is always on the official track this week. The um the UK guys uh, have a similar league that they run, which is very popular. You get really big fields in that uh, broadcast on race spot, um, and uh, again private league. But um, yeah, the, likely to have seen them in that field rather than uh, with us on a Sunday night. So. We need to we need to get the Skippy World Cup going. That's what we need. Well, the two K Cup, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I told you uh, we we did have a crack at that um, yeah. a, a while ago now. Uh, a lot of fun, um, and, and you know, nice to have a bit of an Ashes rivalry, or you know, maybe with the with the Japanese guys as well. It'll be a, a good night out. So yeah, happy happy to start tagging we'll... people on Twitter, mate. Just yeah, um, just throw it, it out there. Say, hey, we challenge you guys. Let's make it happen. And yeah, well, I reckon we could. I reckon yeah. we could. All right, throw so... some shade. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look, final standings. Julian O'Fray took it out. Congratulations to the Frenchman. He's uh, he's had quite a stellar season. Actually, there's not a bad result really uh throughout i think his his drop rounds are about 26 points or something so uh he's done fantastically well um laura samadio for the second season in a row finishes in the podium positions in second this time now in a guy he got his eight races in one of them didn't score any points and he finishes third uh on the back of seven races uh now he was 202 points to julian o'fray's 230 so it, it would have been so tight. He he literally has to win that race um, to to win it, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It would have been fascinating if we weren't robbed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, look, I've got history with Gary and, and stuff in the background and there's some uh, questionable stuff at times there, but, uh, I, you know, I'll leave that to iRacing to sort out. Um, Giuseppe Tolini finished fourth. Uh, and Takumi Yamato, the second uh, leading Japanese driver, he's finished fifth. That's where we start finding the ANZ community start to kick in. Uh, P6 after a pretty good season, Vasco Sorosky. Uh, I know he'll probably want more for next season, but P6 overall is a, is a great result uh, in our strongest season ever. Mitchell Nichols in seventh, another good one. Paul Wilson in eighth. Fraser Smith I'll just give special mention to. He did manage only six races, finished ninth. Um, quite a bright future for him if he hangs around. He says he wants to. So uh, look forward to seeing how Smith goes going forward. The other ANZ guys, Jason Bro is Bro is in 10th. Brian Portelli in 11th. Mr. Braden Martin in 12th. Jeremy Bush in 13th. 
Mark Jeffo Jeffrey in 15th, Nathan Verney in 17th, Ken Himes in 19th. That is a long list of ANZ drivers mm, in the top right. 20. Um, so for me, you know, as much as anything else, it's rewarding to see the ANZ community get behind it, particularly when they don't necessarily get the spotlight uh, in the races. But, you know, while we've been talking here tonight over in the uh, in the Sunday Night Lights channel uh, and the Discord, you know, Paul Wilson says, thanks, Alice and Corey, great season. Highlight of my week uh, in racing is SNL. Love your work. You know, what what more can you ask for? Certainly from my perspective, I can't ask mm. for, for anything at all. And just one quick final wrap. I've done up the season stats uh, just quickly earlier tonight. It was uh, our biggest um, season by far. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got ongoing overall stats in terms of things like soft averages and all the rest of it. We we saw our, you know, our four highest strength of field ever, including the highest um, strength of field in, in iRacing Skip Barber history of 55.93, just under... 5,600. Uh, it's our highest season average strength of field at 48.31 is the average for the season, which is incredible. The, the, the closest to that was a, was a couple of 4,500s during COVID. Um, this season we cracked, uh, at, we did our 291st race broadcast across uh, the 25 seasons, um, which is fantastic. Julian O'Frey, I think, becomes the 10th uh, SNL winner to take out the official season championship as well. So, um, look, a lot of really big positives for us this season. Um, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful to the community for the support that we've had. Uh, they keep coming out. They keep coming and um, participating and building this thing. Uh, Corey and I will be having a little break for Christmas. I'm so tempted to just keep plowing on with it though given the success that it's had but we do need a break it's been a long year so we'll be looking to come back um sort of in, probably in the second week of january something like that uh so it will be an abbreviated season next time round. but uh look massive shout out to the community uh who've backed us this season and and you know i've loved talking about it here each and every week so thank you to you guys as well for giving me that opportunity uh and hopefully on, it's hard to say bigger and better things. We've had the biggest season ever, but I look forward to seeing what the next one brings. Well, I can tell you what it's going to bring. A lot of angry people because of the track list. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's why awesome. he's having a break, to and be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, um, I think it's great that you're having a break. And I'm really happy that this time when you're having a break, I can go into it knowing that I've actually made some top split broadcasts this time. Yeah. The first time I ever made the top split uh on a Sunday night for Skippies was when you guys were on break and I didn't realize and I didn't get to see it broadcast. So I've fulfilled fulfilled that duty now. So you can more than happily take uh, (laughs) as long of a break as you need. Look, a little bit of behind the scenes. Um, This, this season we were, you know, Corey and I went into it testing the waters. This, this was close. This was almost our last one. Um, We've been putting a lot into it um, and hadn't really got the buy-in or wasn't feeling the, that, that sense of fulfillment that you get from something that's that's sort of going really well. Uh, but the community, unbeknownst to them, really lifted both our spirits uh, and the support that we saw this season. So uh, it is the most enjoyable of the 20-plus the, the seasons that I've been involved in. And, again, I can't thank the community enough for getting behind it. Definitely. Very well done, mate. Congratulations on a huge season. Look forward to what happens next year. 
Uh, let's go into Aussie car because we are well over time yet again. Uh, so Braid's mouse looks like he's just kicked the bucket yet again. <laughs> Sorry, lucky I have the spreadsheet <laughs> sorted already, right? Yeah, that's it. So one race this uh, this week, that's all we need to talk about. Uh, we went to Spa while Braden's working some things out here for the final round. Um, mate, what what happened? Yeah, so obviously we went to Spa. Um, Alex John put it on pole, which was uh, helpful towards his championship run, uh, getting himself that extra point. Um, but it was James Chastanoff who came through in the final chicane and took the victory. He was pretty pumped to finally get an endurance race victory, as I believe that one was his first. Uh, Alex John followed him behind, though, in second place, which was enough to get the job done. Um, and then rounding out the podium was myself, which was a nice little surprise uh, going into that last chicane. Russell Clark took fourth, Nathan Verney fifth, Darren Tune sixth, Neil Gardner seventh, Ashley Knowles eighth, Sean Doyle ninth, and Matthew Mites rounding out your top ten. Uh, the biggest movers in the field, Jamie Willits, uh, started 26th up 15 places to almost crack the top 10, which was a mega drive by him. And as well, um, Nathan Verney, who started 14th after not quite getting the qualifying time that he wanted, but sort of just kept plugging away throughout the race and um, you know stayed out of trouble, pitted at the right times and, and managed to get up nine spots to go from 14th to 5th, which is a pretty massive effort as well. So well Can done Can I quickly him. shout out to Nathan Verney? I do it every now and then, but... He's like we took, we saw him at the start of the year. We did a Bathurst Off Hour with him, and his fuel consumption was off the charts when we raced with him. And the joke was always um, the fact that he just just chewed fuel. And Braden was similar as well. But um, ever since we've had to get the fuel consumption right in Skippies, he has come on in leaps and bounds. And obviously, he keeps on telling saying that he's channeling the inner me. Um, but look, I can almost have to say. I, I, channeling the inner him like he he can guarantee i can guarantee he he picked up a few of those spots in in a pit entry which he works on i know he works hard on pit entry but b fuel consumption having to stop less in there and getting it right and not not getting it wrong so well done Nathan bernie absolutely uh heading over to the championship standings it was alex john who took the championship away for now his third championship i believe which would make him the winningest most Aussie car skip barber driver in terms of championships, I think now. Uh, from James Chastanoff, just eight points away. And your good self, Alex McKellar, getting that final step on the podium and getting that, uh, getting uh, a nice little collection of those third place trophies there. Nah, nah, that's my first third place. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay, actually. sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking up on my shelf and I'm seeing all those bridesmaids trophies and only <laughs> the one the one bride trophy. So anyway, and that'll add to the collection. Yeah, well, yeah, you, nah. you've, got, you've got the full hand now, so. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Sean Doyle in fourth place, Russell Clark fifth, Matthew Mites, who had a pretty consistent season, and Nathan Verney right behind him, just three <laughs> points, who pretty much couldn't be separated this season. Um, and, and if you do look at it, you know, from fifth back, or so fourth back to seventh was just 13 points, and then obviously just eight points between first and second. So a really close series um, this year, uh, this season, which is really great. Darren Chin in his debut Aussie car series, kind of a bit of a quiet achiever, uh, managing to get eighth. Ben Snell, uh, after what was a pretty horrid season, season for himself, yeah, still. <laughs> Uh, managing to get a top 10, although I know that wouldn't be exactly where he wanted to be. And Neil Gardner, a debut top 10 for him as well. Uh, the road to 2K as well, coming down to just two points. Um, Matthew Harriet taking that one from Ashley Knowles. 
and Darren Darren Lasso taking third place from Brody Cook by just one point as well, um, and Craig Kerman just a further four points back in fifth. So probably one of the closest uh, Aussie car seasons we've had. Uh, top split yeah, racing. Can uh, I just throw out there that Brody literally cost himself third place in um, by driving into the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the more interesting... Doing uh, what Milo's cars do. And I, I love the fact that we got to watch half a lap of Brody to try and find out what <laughs> happened to him on the on the broadcast. That was funny. I did, I did have a chuckle when we watched, I watched that back. Uh, and top split racing uh, took another team's championship. Uh, 150 points clear of somehow Chasty and I managed to jump <laughs> the other uh, locked on iRacing teams by one point, um, even though I missed two rounds. So I was pretty stoked to see that literally come down to that last chicane um, <laughs> to get us up into second. So we've, me and Chasty have had a few seconds in a row now, and I know I've had a second here and there with Nathan as well. So I'm getting a bit sick and tired of being second in the team's championship as well. Mate, I know how, you, I know how you feel, right? But, <laughs> so we're pretty we're pretty stoked with that, actually, AJ and I. I think that's five from six um, with the one in the middle. I'll have to get him to add a little another trophy on the livery. I don't know if you picked that up. There's a couple of trophies on the livery there. That Their team's championships, just saying, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, we're talking about team stuff. I, I just want to shout out Locked On. What a year we've had, A, for starters, and B, this season in particular. Um, three of the top five teams overall for the season. Uh, we narrowly missed um, first place yet again for the Road to 2K. I think we've got a couple, multiple winners now in the Road to 2K since it came in. I think there's only the, the the one other season where we didn't quite get there, and I think that's because we'd all already won it. Um, so shout out to to those guys. But not the first time we've had five cars in the top 10 at the end of the race. Um, you, you know, you can say we take up half the field, but realistically there's only about seven seven of us in there, seven or eight of us in there, and to take up five of the top 10 um, was an absolutely amazing result. So thank you so much to the boys who um, made this year such a special year. I'll have a bit more of a rundown next week, I think, or the week after when we've got a little bit more spare time to chat. But thank you, everyone. Yeah, just quickly, quick reflection. Uh, I think you mentioned it briefly, uh, Brad. Darren Churn, mm. uh, there's one to watch. Mm. Like, surprising number of times I'd spot him on the relative, and uh, and I haven't seen Darren before this season in any form of skippy racing. So, you know, one to watch. Uh, I was surprised Neil Gardner uh, didn't finish higher up the order. I suspect once he's sort of a bit more comfortable in the field, he'll he'll start to move forward. He's got definitely, I, f- I found him off the track a, a bit more than I expected to and, and having to come back through the field. Um, but he was definitely quick. He was as quick as any of you guys up front. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, think, I so, think it was the first practice session at uh, Snedderton, I think might have been round one, if, if I remember yeah, correctly. And was. He, was, he was right up. And I think in that practice race, he had a good battle with either yourself or oh, it was no, I think it was you, me, and, and him been, actually. Might have been us three, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so. Uh, look, yeah, I think there's a couple to watch next season. It'd be really good. I used to say this in footy: if you were in the in the top grade or whatever, it, it was always a good sign for the health of a club if there were people coming through putting pressure on positions. Right, it's the same in racing too. You got a healthy club where you got people coming through. It's what I, it's why I love the nursing ground of the second split in, in SNL. You've got people coming through, and to see them succeed and excel and move up to be up the front is uh, is really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And Let's I guess on. before yeah. we do finally move on, Wilco, your last uh, race. Yeah, my last race. That's it. So. <laughs> 
the, the trophy came out with um the the most uh person who's done the most races for Aussie car. Uh, that was uh, a nice touch. Yeah, yeah 121 so of the 123 races so far. I only missed them because I got the snip one weekend, uh, one Thursday afternoon. So couldn't T- quite make TMI, mate. Too much information. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> it it was the only only thing that kept me out. So otherwise, yeah, I would have done all of them. So, so where's, your, where's your commitment, mate? I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> I watched the race live through um, Maddie Mites. I gave him hints uh, and tips as he was racing around Donington and and almost got taken out. Come someone coming down the pit. So. <laughs> Um, no, it was, uh, didn't expect that. I'm like, what the hell is my picture doing in, in the little thing? I, I don't expect that. I don't even think I got my picture in there when I won the road to 2k, to be honest. But, um, yeah, look, I'll do a few of the oval short course fun series that he's doing, but, um, Thursday night is just not a good night for me anymore. So, and you know, I've, I've done it for 18 months, you know, get away from it might make you want to want to do it a bit more and, and come back. But look, I got into iRacing. And I wanted to race a V8 supercar. That's what I wanted to race. Well, it's always been things above my head and things over the wheels. So I, you know, that's that's what I've grown up with. That's what I wanted to race. Open wheelers was just a someone mentioned this was a fun looking series, so I jumped in on it, and it was. And I'd never had any any passion for open wheelers before that, and you know, seeing stuff like TCRs. That's that's the natural natural progression of my of where I want to be and, and stuff like that. So to, to do 121 races over 18 months in with an open wheeler surprised me for starts. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been good and met, obviously, all you guys and uh, amazing amount of people and got, got to do this podcast from it and, and obviously met some amazing people through the podcast as well. So thanks, Ira, for making such a good community out of it. And, yeah, it'll be sad to be missed, and I'll definitely be watching the broadcast when I can. And obviously we'll have a little bit of skin in the game because we'll have a lot of pink, black, and blue flying around that track, hopefully, going forward. Hopefully on the track, not around the track. Yeah, there was a little bit of a period when we first started the team when I thought, oh, here we go. (laughs) This is not going to end well. Um, But, no, it's definitely been a great experience. So thank you, everyone. But um, yeah, look, that wraps it up. We are it's a two and a half, forty two hour and forty five minute podcast tonight. By the sounds of it, um, no, it won't be quite that. But we'll be up there over two hours yet again. So thank you, Alex, for putting in a bit of effort with the editing. <laughs> You're going to do it again. I'm sorry if it gets too much. Let me know. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll record a little bit later. Um, and hopefully we'll have a lot more content to talk about. No results next week to talk about, except for maybe the Tin Top Cup. I guess the Christmas. Christmas Cup, which we'll hopefully be racing in. That's why we're moving it to Tuesday night. Um, the following week sort of is going to be our last week, so I guess we'll start now. If you want any questions, hit us up or anything you want us to talk about. Uh, we'll have a bit more of a laid-back episode that last week before Christmas. Uh, so get them into our Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord, or contact us at lockedonlads.com.au is the email address, or just hit us up on any of our Twitters or Facebook, Locked On Lads, or stuff like that. Get your questions in, your, your topics, all that kind of stuff, and we'll have a bit more of a laid-back and relaxed chat there before we have a, a sort of a two- or three-week break, which will then get those interviews that are recorded about six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had, had Hainsey hitting me up saying, when are you releasing my interview? I was like, yeah, hey, you got to sorry, talk to the big Hainsey. boss. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not been a very good month and a half, two months for me, to be honest. But, yeah, it'll be good to have a break. Looking forward to it. But, um yeah, we'll get that content out for you. So you'll still have weekly stuff coming out. Um, maybe have a couple every now and then while we're away. But yeah, get your get your stuff in, you know, and we'll have a bit of a chat and hopefully maybe even get a guest on and 
just have a bit of a loose one for the last one of the season. So, but Alex, mate, what do you got planned, and where can people find you? Well, I've got a bit of a break from SNL now, uh, which is good. Christmas coming up and all the rest of it. Uh, planning to hopefully a little bit of racing. The F3s this week I signed up for today, and uh, we'll hopefully get some time to actually put some practice in. Uh, love me open wheelers, so looking forward to that. Otherwise, I might put a race or two up on YouTube. You can find that on the top split on YouTube. Otherwise, uh, Corey and I are planning to be back at some stage in January. We'll make that known on the forums and in the uh, the top split Discord. Uh, and then we'll be back at 9.15 Australian Eastern. It'll still be daylight stage at that, daylight time at that stage, uh, GMT plus 11. On Top Split TV, on Twitch, come check us out. Join what is the hottest action in Skibby Racing officials uh, anywhere on the planet. Uh, proven, tried and tested this <laughs> season, that's for sure. So come check us out. Braden, mate, where can people find you and what's coming up? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to miss the first round of the F3 series, unfortunately, this week. Um, but might try and jump into one of the practice sessions and at least have a run around for a little bit of fun. If I can, um, probably see me sobbing somewhere about the loss of my A license. Um, but you can find all of that fun over on twitch.tv slash the one D Wade actually streamed in a race or, uh, two the other night. Um, I'll try and do that again. Got a little bit of time coming up over the Christmas break, which is nice. So I'll try and do a little bit more streaming. And also, like I said, put a couple of videos up on the YouTube, uh, which is the one D Wade on YouTube as well. Uh, so got up, uh, a little race from uh, Brands Hatch and also the second split um, Sunday Night Lights broadcast that my good self and you did uh, last night. Keep on forgetting I did that. But, um, yeah, look, um, I've been joking around all season about me getting into commentary and, and finally did it. I actually enjoyed that. That was a really good night. And it, it flowed a lot smoother than I, I thought it would. And I thought I was going to be all awkward and, and, and not know what I was talking about. But it was it was really enjoyable. So, Hopefully you can get a bit more of that in the new year sometime. We'll get something happening. But uh, like I said before, lockedonlads.com slash Discord, get in our Discord, locked on lads on Twitter, locked on lads on Twitch, locked on lads YT on YouTube. Get ready for some more content coming to that fairly soon. Um, hopefully once uh, things settle down a bit. And yeah, keep an eye out for Friday night. I, I, I keep on going to call it Friday night lights, but Friday night community <laughs> night. Um, we will, I usually, you know, we, we play some games on there other than racing, but we might just do a few more racing things up there and we might, might, um, yeah, get, get some people in and have some fun and, and, and do some fun races for now just to see how we go. But it was really good seeing so many people in Discord racing in the one night. So thank you for that. Uh, until next week, guys, thank you very much. Big week next week of news. So, so lock in and get ready for that one. But, um, yeah, thanks guys for this week and we'll catch you next week. So yeah, bye.